I've had a few beers. <laughs> I've had a few. Inconceivable! In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! You get together, have a few laughs. Of the <laughs> oh shit okay so i guess we should just go ahead and get this thing rolling. yeah let's do it even though i've had a few that's fine i you you may have to take the wheel if I, it starts careening out of control i have done so much heroin today it is unbelievable unbelievable drink some for me <laughs> by heroin do you mean fruits fruit snacks fruit heroin snacks, brand, okay. it's heroin brand fruit snacks <laughs> Oh, it's a child's heroin, basically, yes. yeah. Okay, okay. I could see, okay, now that that registers now, I get why heroin is also a drug that people use. These are see just why I might make that mistake, regular, common misunderstanding, regular fruit, fruit snacks, snacks, actual heroin. Yes. Heroin dope. Really, heroin brand fruit snacks should change their name. I think it's <laughs> probably why I'm one of the only customers. Yeah, it's probably why they actually won't carry it in any store, and people except in Tijuana. Care. People get there and they're like, oh, where's the heroin? It's like, it's just these fruit snacks. It's just, it's just fruit snacks. Don't get, they're, they're just fruit sharks, really. That's I all came for the fruit snacks. All <laughs> these other guys thought there was going to be illegal narcotics. I was there for the fruit snacks. <sighs> all right, so we got a little loosened up. We're good yes. to go. Welcome to the Cinemasters Podcast. I am your host, Ron Avis. And I am Adam Peterson. And this week, we welcome you back. Welcome. Where this is where you sit. This is you just have a you just have a seat right there. This is there. the proverbial seat. We promise not to eat you. Yeah, <laughs> like it, we did back in episode two. We it's ate. cozy. We it's it's warm. There's yeah. a warmth and radiation going on here. You don't even yeah. know. You Anytime. don't even want to know. It's just we're sharing body heat. That's a natural human thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to turn the heater on upstairs. Yeah. Don't just just huddle up with some people. I just start moving around a little yeah. bit, and then the the heat just starts just to generate em emanates. Just emanates. <laughs> Adam, yes. so last we left off, we were doing a fun new game that you had come we up with. We were doing a fun new game. And I, 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 remind me, was it called Who Played It Better or was it something I along? think that's what we ended up with. Who Played It Better, yes. okay. And it, it's, a, it's a fun idea and I'm excited for it, but it was tricky. It was very tricky, like and that it, song. It was like, I was really trying to rock a rhyme, but... I couldn't, because I suck at words. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> As they say. Uh, but yeah, so who played it better? Uh, I assigned you a movie, and that movie was... Silence of the Lambs. Yes, and then you gave me, very cruelly, Breakfast Club. I did. You. So you, you are casting... Now, you had taken up... The, you were like going to go full on. I was really only going to say, you just cast, you know, Hannibal... And and Starling and 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 Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bill, but you were like, no, 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 I'm gonna go a little bit further. I'm gonna do like the warden and some other yep. minor characters. So, um, sh how should we do this? Should we should we do each other's? Well, yeah, we'll do one movie at a time. It wouldn't make yep. any sense to go back and forth. That would just confuse people. So, who would would you like to go first? I, I can go first. I'm dying. I want to know who All you right. got All here. Right. All right. So for <clears throat> the choice of yours, the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, in, in whatever order you want to go, with. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tease this. I'm gonna build up. Yeah, I figured. Everybody wants to know who I picked for Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, you're not gonna give that and one right Paul away. Paul Rubens. I mean, oh, Paul Rubens. 
damn it. I'm like 10 <laughs> seconds into this, and I just... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, Bobcat Goldthwait. And what was the other one? There was one more impression. <laughs> yes, yeah. Rod Rabbit. Yes. Let me do that again. Please. <laughs> yes. That's a fantastic do spot it. on. I genuinely, I'm like this, I'm going to have to start trying to find more and more characters that I can get to do. <laughs> no, no, your, your, your really impressions are actually useful. Mine, no. mine are just so stupid. I've not done anything on the show that's anywhere close to that. Okay. All I, right. I, fine. I, fine. Those are I, fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm glowing. I'm glowing like a pretty princess yes, on like prom a pregnant day. woman. My or, sweet no. sixteen. What? <laughs> that's something different. <laughs> a that's sweet sixteen say. pregnant woman. Oh, that's on MTV. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, I think it is. <clears throat> we better be quiet, or we'll us owe them money. We'll yes. owe them all the money we don't make. <laughs> we will give you a portion of whatever profits we make to not sue us. A portion. A portion. That reminds me. There was um, was it a comedian? Who uh, said his his favorite euphemism for like giving a girl his um, snack? His, snack. His 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 hang low. That changes your whole dynamic for your nickname, <laughs> snack attack. No, no, but you know his you know his penis. I'm like dancing around it. <laughs> but he he but he would say for the gold. But he would call it his portion. That, yeah, for a portion, and it's just like a very very quaint British way of saying. No care for some that. penis. <laughs> it's up Where front. the hell are we going? It's up front advertising. <laughs> we've we've taken a, a hard left right out the gates. Hard of course left. we did. You know what? I think this is the people we have watching. This is going to be a hook. But I was like, you got to watch this. These guys are just they're just out, out of their minds. Yeah, they're just dirty boys. Yes. <laughs> it's like the jerky boys, but a little bit different because I don't think they were podcasters. Yeah, a number of times at this point. Yeah, really. A number. We have lost our for everyone rating. I think yeah. at this point, this is not. It's you know, it is still anatomically correct. We're not using slang. It's just. That's true. I'm not using like crude, nasty. No, you're not being crass. Yeah, I'm not being using crass at all. I'm actual penis, penis, exactly. penis, vagina, vagina, vagina. <laughs> I'm gonna have like a penis counter like going over my shoulder. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, we, we need that. We need babe that. Babe, wait! Oh, let's just take it off. Babe, wait! Babe, 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 wait, babe, no! Babe, no! Babe, no! Babe! Babe, babe, babe! You didn't know it was coming this early, did no. you? Oh boy, you were the one two punch right there. Last week, the very end of the show. Yep. This week, about 15 <laughs> minutes in. in For those face. of you who are playing, if you had a pool of some kind, if you were like within the first 20 minutes, you are the winner. You won. <sighs> okay, where the hell were we? We were um, talking about Hannibal. Yes. And you said a portion. A portion. And that's where we went very wrong. And we went bye bye. It's fine. It's fine. It happens. It does. We have little tangents like that. All and right. Tangents are my favorite fruit. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, as as you said, um, I, I added three characters to my roster okay. so that I had a total of six. And the first one I'm going to go with, um, this I think was actually one of the easiest ones, uh, Barney Matthews. Uh, he was he was actually in all three. Uh, he was in Silence of the Lambs, he was in Hannibal, and he was in Red Dragon. Uh, he's played by the same guy, Frankie Faison. Mm. He was the orderly who Hannibal Lecter actually had kind of a... A mutual respect with. Yeah, okay. Um, he, and so 
if I'm recasting this for kind of a today, I went with Craig Robinson. Oh, I like it. I like it. I think because he would, because um, there was there's a tone to, to Frankie Faison that was not overtly comedic, but was also in the midst of a very serious movie. He was a little bit, um, a little bit less intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Craig Robinson. I mean, you know, there's there's a, it seems like a really similar crossover. Um, actually, I had Lakeith Stanfield and Will Sasso were kind of my backups, but I, I felt like Craig Robinson. I hope he were to just say, if you could just work in, take your panties off. You know, like that would be great. <laughs> that would that <laughs> that would it would take the movie in a different direction. It would, but. We're not opposed to different directions. No, but, you know, I I should never be a director of any movie. Because then I would just encourage actors to do lines from other movies they're known for. That's true. And Bruce Willis apparently is not a big fan of that, according to Kevin Smith. I don't don't know how quick we would get him in one of our productions. I don't know that that we have that kind of pull. Bruce Willis, if you're out there and you want to be on this podcast, we challenge you. You're, you're welcome. To, to come sit in the middle where we've already established it's nice and cozy and warm. Very radiation cozy. emanating heat. Yes. And um, do we ever figure out what he... <laughs> who he's like? <laughs> I remember like a few shows back I wanted to call him like somebody's finest or... Oh, we did. Yeah. I and, like, I and I wanted to say like New Jersey, but that didn't quite sound right either. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I don't even know. Rhode Island? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Peter Griffin. Yes. Um, anyways, Connecticut's favorite? No, no, no. I don't think so. He's not a Connecticut guy, I no. don't think. Not really. I mean, like, Brooklyn, Jersey. Um, Ottawa. Bingo. Ottawa's favorite. <laughs> Ottawa's own yep. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis. It's almost like Bruce Campbell. That's fine. It's Bruce's. Bruce could be a Canadian. It wouldn't shock me. But I think he's from Michigan, actually, which is right up at the north. It's a mitten. It's just a hop, skip, and a schooner ride away. Yep. So if you're a good swimmer, you can make it. You can see. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's not that bad. I no. mean, I'm not in any kind of shape, nor can I swim to make it across. <laughs> if there was a current, I could float. If I had a floaty, I could maybe paddle my way across. Uh, if I had enough snacks, I could just kind of, <laughs> I could just let the water like, take me. I get like a, a fanny pack and pack it full of snacks, nice. and then just float. From Canada over to Michigan. Maybe you could just have a kindly duck convince him oh. to to float beside you and carry, pull the fanny pack. Yeah. They do that, right? I would, ducks are ducks can be trained. <laughs> they can be trained to do any number of things. Mallards are very smart. Yes, they are totally capable of things like that. So Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. I like the list so far. All right. Second character. And he's the kind of guy where you, you're happy to see him because he's going to cut that tension a little bit. Yes. He can make a little bit of a joke here or there. Just with the wry look, you know. Yes. He's funny. He's just funny. And really, like, you know, in, in the original, he didn't. I mean, Hannibal Lecter, um, Anthony Hopkins, did not have a tremendous amount. Of, as He won an Academy Award for the movie. Oh, did yeah. not have a lot of screen time in that Less movie. than 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, very minor character, but I think still can be, you know, very... Really punch it with uh, with a Craig Robinson. All right, next. Uh, next, the Frederick Chilton. He was the uh, he was played by Anthony Heald. Held. Mm. I don't know H E A L D. Uh, he was kind of the wormy guy that administered the uh, psych prison where uh, Hannibal Lecter was. So for you picked a wormy guy. I picked a wormy guy. I actually Googled uh, actors who typically play <laughs> creeps. 
Really? Yes, I Googled that. Did you that. really? I wanted to, because I wanted to have it like, some, like, I have a lot of stuff in my brain, but it's when I was like, all right, let me see if I can immediately narrow it just to, at least kind of for some some point of reference, get the juices flowing. That's what Google's for, man. The creative juices. Ah, yes. Freshly squeezed creative Freshly juices. Freshly squeezed creative juices. Yes. At your grocer. At, at your, your grocer. At your grocer right yeah. now. Right there. Wherever the, you are in your little in your little corner of the world. In the juice aisle. <laughs> creative juices. If you're listening to our podcast in the juice aisle at your grocer, this is just serendipitous. It would be. Juices. Oh my gosh. I want some of that. Yeah, right there. Please ask for some freshly squeezed creative juices. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> just to confuse <clears throat> the kid who's working there. So I ended up for this role, I went with uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah, who ordinarily does his best work in a Tarantino joint. Yes. Uh, but he, <clears throat> you can't go wrong with that guy. He's Well, you can go wrong you with can, him sometimes. He has been known to pick uh, a few stinkers from time to time. Now, do you think he would be, because uh, that's not a real meaty role, is it? No, it would, again, it would be, it would be a very minor role. Yeah. Um, but there's, I think, I think he would do it a good service. He's a character actor. He yes. will always be a character actor. He's not going to headline. So he would, of course, be very thankful to be involved in the Silence of the Lambs remake. I would imagine. <clears throat> and he's he would bring the sophistication of the role, because that was, that was very much how Anthony Heald placed, he played it. He was this very pompous kind of guy yeah. who at the same time thought, like, oh, Clarice Starling will be so impressed with my, my position here that she will find me irresistible. Yeah, yeah. Like, just think of his character in <clears throat> Django, the way he yeah. would, you know. Very pompous, but and inglorious bastards. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very much exploding on the scene, basically in that movie. He. That's. And I was like, okay. The more that I thought about, because I had, I had uh, Michael Emerson from Lost, um, Will Forte, which I, I didn't go with him just because he would be too comedic. But I two comedic yeah, guys. It would back be, to back. It would be too much. Yeah. You're like, um, is this a comedy or is this silence? Like, this is a very weird. This thing. is a. Did um, I just? walk into a parody? Did I put money down for a parody? If Leslie Nielsen's in this, I will be surprised because he's dead. But um, He's yeah. like Hannibal, oh, yeah. That would be, they would put him in as Hannibal Lecter. That's what they would do if they're doing a parody. It's like, oh, He it's would like, have the mask. Leslie Nielsen is Hannibal Lecter. He's uh, probably already done it, to be honest. Probably has. All right, so who do we got next? <clears throat> Jack Crawford, uh, who was Clarice Starling's boss, yep. uh, played by Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Ah, I love Scott Glenn, yeah. Recently found a little bit more fame with uh, the uh, Castle Rock series on Hulu. And he played the father stick. of, uh, yeah, Stick. stick I, I usually general. refer to him as Stick. So, because not too many people are fans of Urban Cowboy. And, you don't get as many. You know, the right stuff. He he was very famous in the 70s and yes. 80s. And he kind of like was just off doing out. crap, you know, he was just doing whatever. Stuff. I'm sure he was doing things. You know, he's probably just like hanging out in your neighborhood. Yeah. He was in your neighborhood. He was sleeping underneath a tree. Yeah. Just snoozing. Is that Scott Glenn? Just snoozing. <laughs> you might bring him out a little bit. A non threatening nap. Yeah. Like he's just here. That's so true. who who on earth can you find that's an, like actually Scott Glenn? Um this 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 was this one was um uh, this one was actually kind of tough. Yeah. Um and I ended up going with Patrick Wilson. Um, oh, of the Conjuring movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's he's got he's got a little bit more juice going right now. Like he's been in. I mean, he was in yes. that Fish Boy movie. Um, That's right. He was. <clears throat> yes. What was that movie again? Fish Boy. Fish Boy. And he played Orm. <laughs> His character's name is Orm. 
you know, just really pulling out all the stops there. You can't but, even call him Fishman. Orm. <laughs> he didn't name the character. He just no. showed up, got a big fat paycheck, and... Yes, you'll be playing Orm. So, uh, okay, I have a question for you then. We didn't even go this route, but yeah. would this movie be directed by James Wan by any chance? I actually, he was one of the names in my, because I was almost, I was one of the things after I'd finished up my list, was like, who would direct this? And I, James Wan was one of the ones. Oh kind of, my God, that would be amazing. It would be a And pretty, of course he does show up, but he appears in like a lot of his movies. Yes. Ooh, I'm getting chills thinking about he, that. He would be, he would, he would handle it well. He's a very capable modern director. Yeah. Because that oh, was, yeah. that was kind of. And he handles just tension and, and just oh, creepy yeah. ickiness very yeah. well. And I was like, having a working relationship with Patrick Wilson, like, would really know how to apply him. <clears throat> I had um, Matthew McConaughey. I was like, ah, he's a little. Oh, old. yeah, that would be tricky. That would be tricky. You he, don't ever he, know what kind of McConaughey you're going to get. He could do it, but it, and he's a little bit, I mean, even though he's he's lost a little bit of his. He's on a downswing yeah, right now, But for sure. Uh, um, I had Ed Norton um, potentially playing it, which I thought would, I would do in kind of a fun way since he was in Red Dragon, like. You know, oh right! So it's like okay, but uh, and then Tom Jane and Tyler Perry. I was like, <clears throat> Tyler Perry. Tyler yeah. Perry, because I, I, he's he's actually pretty capable in a he role. He is. Like this. He is. I, I mean, was like, you, you think of what? him as the Medea guy, yeah, and but, you you know, but when he shows up and stuff, I really liked him in uh, Gone Girl. Yes, I thought he was awesome. He was that. fantastic, and I think that that's why I was so happy that he was putting the Medea character to to, to rest. Is he really um, though? I hope he does. <laughs> Did he at least release two Medea movies already this year? Like he, I mean, like I get that it's a moneymaker. I get that. It, I mean, it really caters it's well to the audience that it's it's going towards. But it's one of those like um, for him, I think he has a lot more ability than just that character. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I just hoped that you know, I hope with that he'll find more more, more roles. So and he was Baxter Stockman. He was. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a good Baxter Stockman. He wasn't bad. He was fun. He wasn't I enjoyed bad it at all. All right, so now it's the main event. Now we're in it's, the main it's event. The, it's the meat. It's the headliners. Yes. Um, this one This one was actually really easy for me. This, was. This I think, was the easiest, maybe second easiest, because I think Craig Robinson was kind of a quick, easy one. Mm. Buffalo Bill. Okay. <clears throat> Originally played by Ted Levine. Levine, however you, say his, however you want to say his last name, I think. He probably Le, has a Le, way. Levino? Le, Le, Le I think he has a way that he likes to say it yeah. because it's his name. Probably. But I don't know that he would really mind. Don't take said, offense, yeah. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. 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 That's Levine. it. That makes sense. Could be any of these. I don't know. <laughs> um, right, lay it on me, man. He's Buffalo Bill. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Okay. God, he's a weird guy. He's a, he's a weird guy. Yeah. He's got great presence. He owns the role. And um, he's he's really to me he's on an up. I mean he's got Joker coming out. Yeah. Um, he's he's had he's had a number of things. I know the uh, what was the one he just did with Jonah Hill um, that uh, I think it was an Amazon movie. Um, mm. He was in a wheelchair. It was a uh, biopic. Um, I remember that flick. one. Uh, Jonah Hill's doing a lot of Netflix stuff. He's he is. Yeah. He's he's gotten less funny too, but. That's kind of he couldn't keep up that same sophomoric humor forever. No, I mean that's what Adam Sandler does. Yes, still love Um, you, Adam. We do. Not me, Adam. Adam Sandler. (laughs) No one loves the Sandman. The Sandman. So you got Joaquin Phoenix, who's who would probably just just dive right into that. Oh, he. uh, It was, and honestly, this uh, just seek his teeth in a role like that. The only thing that made it difficult was, was like I came up with so many other people who could play really creepy bad guys. As well as him. Um, well, give us some for instances since you. Crispin Glover. 
Oh yeah. Um, I felt like he was a little bit out of the age range that I was looking for. True. Um, then I had Jackie Earl Haley. Oh um, yeah. Uh, I like that. That's Killian, a, that's a good Killian Murphy. I thought Killian Murphy and um, for sure uh, a, a creepy dude. Wes Bentley, a little bit lesser known. Wes um, Bentley, uh, remind me. Who's... He was he was in the Hunger Games. The first one had the weird facial hair. Oh um, he was yeah. The kid that filmed the plastic bag moving around in American. Oh okay. Beauty. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's kind of an odd duck. Creepy dude. Um, yeah. Rami Malek. Um, he's got he's got a lot of just won an Academy Award. Yes. And then uh, actually, my last minute edition, and it was already after I'd picked Joaquin Phoenix, but I just wanted him on the list was Jake Gyllenhaal. After his work on Nightcrawler, I was like, you know what? He could he could play Buffalo Bill. Oh he yeah, could, well, uh, Donnie Darko too. I mean, that's such an eerie movie yes. as well. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, could play or uh, Jack, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, could play anything. This is a really fun exercise, like playing cast director, because yeah. you you actually like had a bunch. I, I didn't do that. I didn't. I wasn't as committed. There was a couple of characters that were really tricky for me, and I just kept erasing people and going back. <laughs> but you you actually had some, like... See, in, if I'm casting my movie, I might get one of seven people that I wanted, and I'm like, shit, I got no alternatives. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to have to call my friends to come over. So, hey, can you can you do an Emilio Estevez-like character? <laughs> I, I am right now, actually. Okay. I am doing... This is me as Emilio Estevez. Just, just, just I, put some. I'm Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I mean, I'm Coach Gordon Bombay. <laughs> no, no, wrong movie. Wrong movie. But I'm still Emilio Estevez. True. I just demand that everyone calls me Coach, Coach Gordon, Bombay. Yeah. Gordon Bombay. <laughs> and he thinks he has an actual drinking problem or whatever. That's so. part of all of his characters' yes. arcs. Just fits in. So what you're saying is my character has a drinking problem. No, actually. This is not at all what we were. How did you pull that out of? (laughs) He's a friendly zookeeper. What? (laughs) Where did you get youth hockey coach and drinking problem? Talk to my agent. He leads tours for children around a zoo. (laughs) There will be no drinking at all. Why would you be drinking? Yeah. (laughs) That just seems like a bad idea. Just to seem like. We're going to have to pass him time but yeah you, you have all these interesting choices to go by okay all right so uh, i like i love the joaquin phoenix thing good it's a it's a <clears throat> solid cast this is a very deep cast I, th- that was that was this the other a thing. serious project as i was putting this together is when i was like as i was adding names to it, it was like okay i like this person for this character do they still gel in the overall i was like i think that was that was what i struggled with i wanted once i had a comprehensive cast i was like okay i want this to still gel and make sense you know, the way that the relationships function within, I want them to make sense. Like, okay, I think everything does. I think this works. Yeah, I'm digging it. All right. All right. So down to the final two. Clarice Starling. Don't make me wait anymore. Jodie Foster. Yep. Prob- I mean, outside of Taxi Driver. Uh, um, yeah, Taxi Driver. Probably her second most iconic role. Um, yeah, you're probably right. I mean. Taxi Driver just got her the Academy Award, so I always count that as... You know, she, it, as you should, yeah. I guess, if you win the most prestigious award for your craft. You as know. a child. As a child. Playing a prostitute. Yeah. You know, that's She's what so else. overrated, though, for real. She is. I mean, I've seen kids on YouTube videos. Yeah. Circles around that kid, but anyway. You know. <laughs> if Jody, Who am I throwing her under the bus for? Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Jodie Foster. You don't know anything. You know who could have been just as good in that role? Dame Judy Ditch. <laughs> Playing a child. A child as a prostitute. 
<laughs> Dave Judy Dench is a child prostitute, and they movie Taxi Driver. I would watch that movie all that's day long. That's my Taxi Driver. That's that's Ron's Taxi Driver. That's a great movie. Oh, thank you. Is, I should go fit in well with Sybil Shepherd and, and uh, a young crazy Robert De Niro. And Harvey Keitel. She, it would be her and Harvey Keitel. That would be fantastic. Don't tell me there wouldn't be explosive chemistry explosive on that. Explosive chemistry. Boom, bam. In your face like fireworks. Oh, I was hoping to get a sandwich. Boom, bam. Sandwiches. There it is. There That's it is. our catchphrase. It is. We're going to put it on a t-shirt. And a bumper, bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. And a magnet. And a magnet. Yes, a magnet you could put on your refrigerator or anywhere else that is metal that magnets would go in your house. I would like to put it on rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. That would be the best. It could be like, boom, bam, sandwiches. Get you a meatball sandwich from Jerry Testaverde, and then on the way out, get wiped off with the boom, bam, sandwiches, toilet paper. You're not going to cast Sandra Bullock as... as... No. Okay, okay. No. All right, without further ado, who, who is Jodie Foster, the new Jodie Jody Foster, Foster? The new yeah. Jodie Foster, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts' niece. Yes. That Emma Roberts. <clears throat> that Emma Roberts. Okay. Convince me. Um, she has been in a number of things. Um, I think probably what I enjoyed her most in, outside of kind of her, just the standard fare, is um, uh, it's kind of a funny story mm. with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Mm -hmm. It's about a kid who is... Uh, He's struggling with kind of his own depression. And so um, it's not totally for attention. He inadvertently gets himself checked into the, the mental wing of a hospital. Yep. Um, and then immediately regrets it, but kind of falls for this Emma Roberts. And it was it's one of the movies I've seen her in. Um, and then We're the Millers. Um, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I think I was, uh, I was, because the thing that was hard for me is I wanted somebody that had the ability to really convey the role because you're looking for somebody young. You got you got to have somebody because that, right. that was the whole thing about Clarice Starling was she was just you know she was uh, she I don't know she wasn't really even totally out of the academy yet. She was a very young you know she was very capable, very intelligent, but had to have that you know I'm you know I'm kind of a kid at the same time because that was the dynamic between her and Hannibal Lecter. They had been around the same age. I think they were possibly. similar. She I think I can see that. Um, and she she plays she plays younger, but she plays very yeah. capable to me. That was. Um, the other names I had on my list, um, uh, I had Zendaya, which she just has the one name. Um, yeah. she from has, Home Spider-Man and yes. uh, what was the circus movie? The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Um, she's been in a number of things, kind of has that same kind of, there's a, a little bit of a, um, she's, she got youthfulness, but there's kind of a, like that, um, an, a maturity to it as well. Yes. Um, Taylor Russell. Um, which I don't think anybody would probably know. Is that name. from the, the Orange is the New Black? Uh, she is in the uh, the new Escape Room movie. Okay, she's kind I haven't of the, seen that yet. Yeah, okay. um, she's not got a lot of acting credits, but I recently watched that. Was really impressed with her ability. So you're you're gonna put a lot of character actors around this Emma Roberts, who you know this this would be her biggest role yes. by far. You know, if she were to land a role like that, take on that. Yes. You know, may, maybe not a lot of actors too would want to. Do that role like she's a young hunger actress. Yes. Like she might go for it. And I think I think that that's that's really the thing because I was you know there's there's gonna be um, there's gonna be some real tension between her and Hannibal Lecter. You know how is she gonna? You, and the, the other part of it too is uh, um, the uh, the voice. You got to be able to nail the. It, there's that little bit of a twang. That it's comes, a draw. There's yeah. like a southern draw. <clears throat> for and sure. so you know you got to have somebody that can really you know 
meaningfully incorporate because Julianne Moore, I don't think did really did that in Hannibal. She really didn't nail that very yeah. well. She was trying too it's hard. It's like they just cast a redhead. Yes. Like, Good enough. Like, oh. Who do we have that's got a red hair? Who's somebody that doesn't remind us at all of Jodie Foster? Yeah. Julianne Moore. She's not a very good actress. I and... love her. Oh, she's <clears throat> pretty decent. I, I like she's, her. She's stuff. had some things. I think for, yeah. after Forgotten, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I have anything else for you. She was in a movie where she played... Um, she was uh she met this dude in uh re like uh like AA meeting or something and uh oh oh it was uh the Joseph Gordon Levitt movie where he was addicted to like hot chicks and porn like Don Juan. Uh, Don, yeah, Don Juan. I, I really liked her in Don Juan. I thought she was really cool in that movie. But I don't know if that was before or after Forgotten. It was after. Okay. Anyway. She's she's had some things, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannibal was not one. But no, no. <clears throat> So, um, and then I had Claire Foy and Anna Kendrick were my other two. Claire options. Foy is interesting, yeah. She, she could have done it too. I don't think she, I think with, uh, with an Emma Roberts, I mean, not that Jodie Foster drove the audience because, you know, even with her Academy Award for Taxi Driver, she was not necessarily a household name. When, um, what's, uh, when Silence of the Lambs came out, I mean, at least in my estimate, I mean, she had a few things, but it wasn't, I mean, yeah. I, she, to me, was not necessarily the draw to see this movie. No, not really. It was just a creepy thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's funny. I would actually really like to see Anna Kendrickson in that role. She, I think she would, I mean, she's, she can play really serious really well. Um, <clears throat> and, I, I mean, I, I find her to be delightful in just about everything she does. I really so. enjoyed her in the movie with Ben Affleck where he was the assassin. The accountant. Yeah, the accountant. You know, like, that's a pretty serious role. That was, yeah. I, I think she could do that. Like she she typically plays, you know, like well to me she's like Sandra Bullock, but like more successful yes. at that. You know, like I don't find her just irritating. She's me. far more charming. Yeah, she is more charming, and that's just me. Yes. But no, it's me too. I agree. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. So now, drum roll. Here we are. Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins. Bobcat Goldway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the list? Can you? Is there? No. Is there like a mirror? Hey, over? hey, uh, uh. <laughs> I want to like eat your liver. Was <laughs> fiber beads and 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 Chianti. Oh my! That this, that I and I wasn't even working on it. This episode, we've had Pee Wee. Roger Rabbit and Bob. That is, oh, that is the trifecta. I'm available if you want to cast me in Kids something. Kids parties. Kids parties. Kids parties. I wasn't thinking that, but I, I can't really do gotta, balloon animals. Gotta start small. Okay. We'll start with kids parties. <laughs> okay. I'll it be worked. there. It worked for the Ghostbusters. I'll be there as your agent. I'll just chain smoke and shout <laughs> things. Wouldn't frighten a kid nope. or concern a parent? Not a one. Yeah, and I have asthma. So chain smoking is not going to work well it's for me. It's not a good idea. Taking one You're just coughing there. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Happy oh. birthday, kid. Okay, okay. Hannibal Lecter. Let's have it. All right, it. Hannibal Lecter. All right. David Tennant. Ooh, David Tennant. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I went I went with David. David Tennant. Okay. I, I know the role that probably influenced you the most, but go on. The Samaritan. Bad Samaritan. Bad Samaritan. Well, Doctor Who is is where I'm, I, I love it's my It's not David actually Tennant. what I was thinking, but... So tell me about Bad Samaritan. I haven't seen that. Bad Samaritan to me is probably one of the. I mean, he's David Tennant has been in a number of things. He's, I know he most is uh, 
was it Kill Kill uh, Kill? Oh Grave? yeah, Kill uh, Killgrave. Killgrave, yeah, 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 from Jessica uh, Jones. From Jessica Jones, loved him in that. Um, and he, I mean, he was a, he was a, he was a very sympathetic, likable bad guy in that. Um, so there's there's that that well too, it. and he was also he, his whole superpower was messing with people's minds. Yes. So he's he's got that groundwork. Um, I I like. I like his versatility as Doctor, as the tenth Doctor, Doctor Who. Um, he was my favorite Doctor, um, and Bad Samaritan, which came out I think two years ago. Um, he plays a guy. Um, he's he's comes off as just kind of a bit of an a hole, and uh, there are these two kids that have a scam they run. They they uh, they're valet park parking attendants for kind of this fancy restaurant. What they do is they take people's cars while one kid stays there and he's the lookout. The other kid takes the car and if it has GPS, they press home. They go check out their home while the people are eating dinner and mm. see if there's anything they could steal. Mm. So when they do this to David Tennant's character, the kid that goes there, he's looking around for stuff and he stumbles upon a woman who's locked up in this secret room. Oh, house. you know what? I think I remember seeing trailers yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty good. And he was he was genuinely disturbing in that. And that to me drove a lot of the back because I, I I wanted a British actor um, for I mean I had a couple that were not but my top three I had um, David Tennant who I went with Simon Pegg Michael Sheen those Simon are my, Pegg I, I that would be interesting I think he has it, it he would play towards a comedic I think people would be would kind of question it at first but I, I think would after, I think after you saw him because yeah. he to me he has the he's been in a couple things. Um, I uh, forget the name of it. He was um, oh one one was uh, Fantastic Fear of Everything, where he was he he was going insane. Um, then there was another one where he he played an assassin, mm. and he was just a really kind of a stone cold, a, a very different kind of character for him. So there's I feel like he has enough versatility. I just when I got to it, as David Tennant really takes the reign, and then I had Jeffrey Wright and Andre Brower. Um, Andre Brower I love from. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, but he has that intensity. He has that seriousness. He has that. Um, I just, I was curious. I didn't know that he would gel as well with the cast. Mm. And I, I like the, I like the British element to it. So, uh, but David Tennant is the guy. David I mean. David Tennant, I think, nails it. I think, and I think when you round it out, David Tennant, um, Emma Roberts, Joaquin Phoenix, because you have you know, Joaquin Phoenix, even though the, you know Buffalo Bill and Hannibal Lecter had no screen time, yeah. there was an implied relationship there. And I feel like David Tennant and Joaquin Phoenix, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you have to buy that they would be on the same wavelength yes. mentally, because I mean that was the whole point, you know, help help me like think like this yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I need I need your guidance. So yeah. I was like, okay, I buy that. Then uh, so to me, it's like, okay, this is this is my cast, and I was when I sat there, I was like, all right. Everybody, I feel like this. These are the right roles. I feel like everybody gels. Um, I just need to call uh, um, James Wan. I was gonna say Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I need to call him to get molested, and then call. You're right. James First Wan. get molested, and then get molested, then call yes, James Wan and yes. do a movie. I, I the the James Wan thing. You know, I would love that so much. Yes. I would see that uh, Patrick Wilson. And be like, oh, this is, this is a very creepy looking movie. Is this James Wan? This is a James Wan joint. James Wan, and you know it's like oh, it's a JWJ. JWJ. Yeah. That's what they call it in, in the industry, I believe. Oh yeah, I read the trades. Yep, the trades. Yeah. I read that too. That's jargon for yep. It's magazine. It's, it's movie talk. Yeah, it's movie talk. We're just a couple of movie guys. Just a couple of movie guys here too, with with an insatiable appetite yes. for movies. 
Okay, um, that, that right. was great, man. I, I enjoyed. There, there were a lot of surprises, uh, but then there were also like on the nose, you know, picks. Specifically, uh, the uh, Buffalo Bill and David Tennant. Like those are like right on the nose. The Emma Roberts thing. I would, if that were to happen, you, I'd be like, you got to sell me on this because I'm just not as familiar with her work. Yep. I guess. Okay, we'll move on to mine, I guess, which was The Breakfast Club. The which Breakfast is Club. One of my all time favorites. Now, the challenge to me with The Breakfast Club is I had to get familiar with young Hollywood. Yes. Uh, you, you saddled me with, like, I, I had to I had to go young. You know, I'm doing, like, you're doing Google searches for creepy actors. I'm doing Google searches for, like, Hollywood's hottest, you know, like, youngest. <laughs> Like my search history is so embarrassing right now. <laughs> Cause I gotta I gotta find believably looking kids, right? And you know, if you're a young actor, you're not gonna have this like great body of work yeah. that you can analyze and go, yep, I can see that person just fits right in that role. So I did the best I could. I did my best. I did my <laughs> best. <laughs> uh and uh, you know, I too will probably now I, I don't know. It's such an ensemble. I'm I'm most curious about the janitor. I think you'll like my pick for the janitor. But let's start with the actual uh, kids. All right. Okay. So the Andrew, Andrew. Emilio Estevez character, the jock, the jock. Now, this one I I even kind of reversed two characters. Like I had the actors and I changed roles. Like that can happen sometimes. You know, you get in there, a guy reads for a role, and then he impresses for another one. So I picked Ty Sheridan. Oh. As the Emilio Estevez character, because he is sort of this all-American facade, you know, like he, and he's a really good actor. I dig it. Uh, he, you know, I from the things that I've seen him in, Mud, he he could play the character whose dad abused him, and you wouldn't know it from the out, like yep. looking from the outside yep. in. Uh, and I, you know, I, I could see him like delivering the whole like butt cheek speech. He could take all the layers. And- yeah, he could take all those layers, and uh, you know, I, I, I could believe because like it's not like Emilio Estevez was this believable job. Like, oh, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Oh, no one had even seen Mighty Ducks. Yet. But I, I could really <laughs> Coach Bombay. I, I could really see Ty, and I'm a huge fan of the kid. He's great. You know, I, I thought he was an awesome choice for uh, the Ready Player One. Yep. And uh, you know, like it's not like he had a. I mean, that, if he could have done, like, a miniseries in that role, that would have been awesome as Percival, but... Cyclops? He plays Cyclops. He was Cyclops in the new the newer X-Men cast. Um, but, you know, I, I just really... And I, I don't have backups, but I, I think he's a, he's just, like, a quintessential young... I think, and I think, I, I think he's in his... He's, like, 21 or something like that, so he could definitely play the part. And those, the guys in... I mean, when they... I mean, they were young... Too, but they were, I mean, they were older. I mean, yeah, well the over. Brad Pack. I mean, they well they were over. definitely, I know for sure, like, Judd Nelson wasn't, like, a teammate. Like, he, he had to no, be, like, yeah. approaching 30. Well, because they, I mean, uh, St. Elmo's Fire came out the same year, didn't it, as The Breakfast Club, I think? Uh, 85, yeah, that sounds uh, right. And, and in that movie, they all played kids that had somewhat recently graduated from college. Yeah, so, yeah, right. So they could, either one, they yeah. could, they're very believable. I mean, even as Bender, you know, like, he, oh, yeah. he, I wasn't, like, thinking I was watching, like, an adult in high yeah. school situation. Um, so that's my uh, Emilio Estevez character. Now, for mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall, this one actually was a pretty easy choice for me. Liam Neeson. <laughs> he has a very particular set of skills. He's Irish and <laughs> old. 
old oh, Irish guy is going to, of course, play a wiry, nerdy teenager. Uh, no, I went with Jack Dylan Grazer. Is that the, the kid that was in Shazam? And, it is indeed yeah, okay. the kid who was in Shazam. He was also could, in the in It. I like that. And I, like I that. he in It, he was like that kind of precocious, yeah. you know, nerdy kid. Uh, but but I feel like especially not, I was getting strong Anthony Michael Hall vibes yeah. with him in, in Shazam. Very kind of twitchy. Yeah. Uh, not cool, but like great sense of humor. Yeah, um, like to me, those two kids, and he and he's for sure capable of playing oh, yeah. that. Like Anthony Michael Hall, even though he'd been in a bunch of stuff up to that point, like he was in Vacation, I guess a couple of years before that, he looked so much like a kid. He was very baby faced in that role, yeah. and I, I could see, you know, Jack Dylan Grazer as, and I love that cast from uh, from it. I just yeah. thought they were amazing actors as young kids. Those are, I mean, I, I think in that movie they really collected some of the best young actors that exist today. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for the Judd Nelson character, Bender. Bender. John Bender. Bender was really hard, man. Uh, I'll tell you who I was. Um, well, my to- my choice was Timothy uh, Chalamet. Okay. Who was just recently nominated for an award uh, with uh, what was that movie called? Uh, if you hadn't asked me about it, um, crap. I I recognize yeah, him most from Interstellar. Like he played like the fifteen year old version yeah. of you know uh, I think his name was Tom in that movie, and he's been in some other stuff too. But you just like look at his facial structure, and you know he has this kind of. He has those eyes. Like, yeah. you got to get those, like, Judd Nelson eyes. And I'm looking at, there's a ton of, you know, young actors, uh, but they, they don't have the that look. You know, they don't have that thousand-yard stare as a kid. Yeah. I don't know how you get that look as a actual young person, which is why, like, I believe that Judd Nelson was older. Because, you know, you, you have more experience. Like, you just know things. There's something going He's on behind your eyes. He's lived a lot of life. He's lived a lot of, he's been a lot of places that not a lot of other people have been. Let me he, let me pull up IMDb real quick. Timothy I, Chalamet, he was in. Um, I wish I could remember on the top of my head. Now I'm uh, trying to think what it was. It was it was um, uh, came out last November with uh, Steve Carell, where he played his. It was based on a true story. Oh, uh, uh, the boy. What was it? Uh, um, I can't remember it. I, I really I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a great movie. Um, so call me by my name, or call me by yeah, was it? Call me by yeah, yeah. That that was the one where he got like a lot of yeah, attention. That was, that was up for an Academy Award. Big, big, but yeah, just like look at look at his eyes, yeah. like you know. I'll, I'll, and I'm gonna throw up pictures of like you'll actors see. to yeah in, in the video, so you'll kind of get a look for you each put one of these. My face. <laughs> I mean, this like, it's a good looking kid, man. Uh, but yeah, so he was in Call Me by. Uh, Beautiful boy. Beautiful that boy. that was the movie you're thinking of. But you you actually came and you're like, I like this movie. That's that a pretty a great good movie. movie. Great. Movie. Uh, but yeah, call me by your name and let's see, um, you know, some stuff I'm not really familiar with. But but Interstellar, I there was something about him in that movie, and I didn't even know who he was at that time. Uh, he because he had to play the Kate, Casey Affleck teenage version of yep. him, and I thought he was excellent. And Interstellar is like one of my favorite movies anyway. Like I, I really dig the hell out of that movie. So uh, another name that I uh, nearly picked. Well, first let me tell you that Ty Sheridan was my choice for Bender at first. Because I thought, well, this guy's got the range. I'd like to see him in a not 
you know, all, like John Cusack type role where yeah. he's like just all American, like good kid. Yep. Uh, it, it would be interesting to see what he would do with like that type of character. But uh, the other actor I was going to go with, and this this is because of something that I saw last night. Have you seen that Netflix movie, The Dirt, about Motley Crue? Oh no. There, there's an actor who played Nikki Six in that movie, who, uh, and his name's Douglas Booth, and uh, he was that awesome in that movie. Sounds I, familiar. It's kind of a trashy movie, really, but that's kind of the point too, because it's a movie about Botley Crew. Um, such an upstanding group of young <laughs> citizens. I know, I know, but you know, I, I really liked him in that role, and he almost convinced me to put him, like, plug him into that spot. But uh, I, I want to see Timothy Chalamet in that role. I, I want to see what he can I do. Like that. I like I, that. Mainly because of his eyes. You know, I, I feel like there's just a lot of raw. Like Nick Cage, you know, like Nick Cage also has yep. those eyes. So anyway, so let's move on to Claire. Claire. Um, the Molly Ringwald character. girl's name. Claire. Uh, so Sophia Lilly is who I went with. And I know I you're probably not familiar with that name. I'd... So she was an it. Oh, okay. You know, she, she of course, played Beverly. Yeah. Um, so part of it is because she's kind of got the redheaded thing going yeah. on. But there, with Beverly, you know, again, there's there's kind of this, like, dual personality. Like, the scenes with the, the chubby kid who she was ben friendly Hansel. with him. Yeah, she was friendly with him. She's very charming and cute. Um, I could kind of see some Molly Ringwald in that, but also Molly Ringwald can give you that like face that like kind of snooty, like, you know, there's a lot of things going on with Molly Ringwald. And this is a young actor who I think could give her a run for her money. And that's true. And I would really like to see her in some other stuff too. Cause I was just charmed. She, I mean, I don't want to say she charms the pants off of me because she's a teenager. That, I think. that would probably be inappropriate. <laughs> but she really charmed me a lot. And she, I see here, she's actually going to play Nancy Drew in an upcoming yep. Nancy Drew movie. So, um, you know, once again, I'll, I'll pull up some images, some imagery, but yeah. I mean, she looks like a little Molly Ringwald. She, in, in her, uh, I mean, I would say probably her quintessential role thus far of being in it, yeah. um, there, she had, she had an interesting dynamic to her character because when, with her dad, um, who is a very ominous, creepy character, she, to say the least, she played very young in those instances, there was a very, I mean, she was. She Very vulnerable. Child. She was yeah, vulnerable. She was, she was immature. But then when she was with the rest of the the, the other kids, she was the she, she was, was yeah. a very mature leader. You know, so there was. I mean, it and it it's, takes some doing to be able to switch between being the same character in the same space. That's no accident. And, no, to be I, able to I really forth, enjoy yeah. her. I yeah. I like to see. I get a like. I I look at her and I enjoy her like the same way I really enjoyed Emma Stone when she was first coming yep. up. And you know, of course, she's ascended to the, like be a huge star now. Yeah. So I, I want to see her have a similar, you know, art. And like you know, you cast her in a Breakfast Club. Um, it's it's tricky because Molly Ringwald was the sweetheart of the eighties. Yeah, she was. So you you could possibly I mean Molly Ringwald was certainly typecasted. Yes. You know, nobody wanted to have anything to do with her when she was not a teenager anymore. Yep. So I don't know. I would just like to see her in that role. Now for Ali Sheedy, it's funny that you mentioned Zendaya before because Zendaya. Could be at the Ali Sheedy character. The, Absolutely. And you know, by the way, Allison, nobody ever calls her like Allison no. in the movie. Like I just was looking at it and he's like, Allison? That doesn't make sense. But Zandaya, her character in, in Homecoming, yeah. that kind of aloof, uh, you know, loner. loner type. Yeah, like, oh my God. 
strong Ali Sheedy vibes for me. And I, she too is just like another like up and comer. I mean, I, she, she's got a bright future. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Ali Sheedy character is kind of a thankless character really, uh, you know, but, but she, she could play that and, yeah. and do it just fine. Well, cause there's, I mean, in, in, in breakfast club, I mean, there's, there's a pretty considerable transformation, not just physically, but you know, it's one of those things where when you think about the the dynamic that they're trying to really you know go after her, there you you have all of these stereotypes. Yeah. Um. Especially and especially in '80s films. I mean, I, they're still prevalent in movies today. It's not like those those roles have gone away. John but, Hughes movies. <clears throat> but John Hughes was all about the archetypes. The '80s. They were. I mean, they were. They. I mean, and people could move around within the you know the scope of that that um, that character. But really, there wasn't a lot. It was kind of like you were, if you were the nerd, you're the nerd. Yeah. If you're the jock, you're the jock. And to have these roles crossing over, because that was what it was saying is like, this is how the, the class structure within the high school setting really is. The jocks hang out, the, you know, the popular kids hang out, the nerds hang out, and there's not a lot of intermingling. But this group of kids who is representative of that, you know, just being forced to spend time around each other, found by the end of the day that, you know, these lines are arbitrary. And especially for Ali Sheedy, it's like she went from this outcast, um, you know, she, she like the ugly duckling by the end of the, the movie. She's, you know, she's at a she makeover. She hooked up with the jock. And she hooks up with the jock. Yeah. So it was, I mean, when you think about the framework with which the movie is really, you know, kind of somewhat burdened, you know, she is probably, she breaks that stereotype the most. And, and in a lot of ways, I think it's overlooked, but I think there's a lot a lot of meaning to that within the framework of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, like, the the only thing that, like, might be, like, Ali Sheedy looked very frumpy. Like, yes. Like, she can be pretty. Zendaya is, like, a beautiful young yeah. actress. So, like, it's hard to make her look frumpy. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. But but I'll, I really dig her style and, yeah. like, her the, the attitude she can bring. So, of course, that's going to bring us down to the other two big characters. This was hard. Um, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and go with Principal Vernon. Good. You're saving the best for last, the janitor. I'm saving the best for last. I was hoping you were. This, this is going to be a very controversial pick, I'm sure. But I mean, Paul Gleason. It's a hard one to top. He's a hard one to top. And I, I would, I'm afraid I would have to be, I would have to go against the grain a little bit and change up the character a little. I want to, I wanted to pick an actor who is for sure much more mature nowadays and you know he he's not famous for being mature but he's he is older now and I, he interacts with young people still very well and i i chose seth rogan oh interesting i chose seth rogan which is instantly going to bring it's going to have a bit more of a humorous slant to the dynamic i think but i i would like to see and here, here's the thing that convinced me the most. Have you seen Observe and Report? I have. He doesn't always play Seth Rogen. He no. can play a hard, you know, not likable guy. Yes. And he, you know, and even at certain parts of that movie, I couldn't help but like him because he's just so, you know, dialed in and zoned into what he, he he's so focused and you want him to, to yes. like, you know, you want him to achieve his goals of being a cop. He's Paul Blart on speed. Don't you dare compare Paul Blart to that character, man. Paul Blart is... He did not ride a Segway that I know of. Maybe he did. I don't know. Off but, camera, yes, all the time. <laughs> around the set. I used to ride with him. Uh, <laughs> did you know? Yes, in spirit. 
But you know, it, it's it's a it's I know it's a bit controversial, but I I think Seth Rogen has the quick chops, and I, I would like to see what type of um, you know uh, ad libbing he could do with the other younger actors. Uh, I, I think there could be some really seriously funny moments between them. Well, I, I mean, because Paul Gleason, I mean, he plays that same. I mean, he was definitively typecast. I mean, he always played. I mean, he was in Die Hard. Die Hard as the, the same douche, guy. Douche. He was yes, and, he was Principal Vernon. And so Die Hard. it was. And, and and the thing about it is, it's he. It's a very stern role. But it's it's a comedic role essentially. At the end of the day, I mean, like when he's trying to drag the periodicals yeah, thing over, you it's gotta like, have some comedic timing to, to sell that for sure. And so it's a very comedic role, and it, it, well, it is. It was like, oh, Seth Rogen. But I mean, he's been. Um, I, I I genuinely enjoyed Seth Rogen in Fifty Fifty with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, he could be um, a dramatic actor. He's he's got he. I used to really not care for Seth Rogen. I know, and um, I'm familiar with him. He has grown on me. Yeah, um, I I think he doesn't. Uh, I I, give, I probably give him too much credit in some things, but he is really. I mean, he's got some. He's had some moments that are really meaningful, and I've I've enjoyed him in those. He plays a, a funny stoner kid pretty easily because he's a funny stoner kid. Yes, but um, he he can be stretched. I think so. I, I think he's a really talented guy. I think. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like people might get the wrong impression about, about him, but the reason Seth Rogen has lasted as long as he has is because he's a talented writer. Yeah. He picks good projects. Yep. And, you know, he, he stayed the test of time. I don't think Seth Rogen's going anywhere no. anytime soon. So that, of course, leaves uh, the uh, janitor, lovely, the good old Carl. I'm the eyes and ears of this institution, my friend. Charlie Day is my janitor. <laughs> that is a fantastic and I selection. Would, I think that he and Seth Rogen would have such a really good interactions that. with one another. I, I I'm a I think Charlie Day is just like a really good everyman type actor. That is a great choice. Thank you. Uh, that that was my I I I was thinking like who who could because he only has a few lines. He really and does. He, just that scene with with Principal Vernon where they kind of call on each other's bullshit. Especially him to you know Principal Vernon, you know he really you know, like there's that history between them, and uh, yeah like I'm a janitor but like I see things I know differently things. I yes I know things, and he I could see Charlie Day, up like you know being on the mental level of like in between you know like he he could still be with the kids and like the kids like you know like yeah. I'm sure they give him a lot of crap in the, yeah. his day to day life but I think there's especially Bender like there's a respect yeah. for that for that character and uh, I I would really like just love to see Charlie Day like do something I, like I, that I could I, in my in my head I'm picturing Charlie Day going back to like the janitor's closet yeah. where he's got like a cot and then just up up on the wall um kind of similar to the end of Game Night when they go to the basement there's just like you know stuff that he's un un you know, raveled, you know, taken out of garbage, you know, garbage throughout the schools, like notes that would be really embarrassing for kids. He's like, just got this wall of blackmail. If anybody wants to give him crap, and just Charlie Dude's sitting there staring <laughs> at his Yes, I could see it. Now, uh, I did also consider one other principal, Vernon, uh, Jason Bateman. Oh, that would, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have probably been a, a home run. But I, I wanted to go with Seth Rogen. I wanted to do something a little different. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I, I adore Jason Bateman. And you see movies like, uh, bad was it bad words? Yes. 
I think that's my favorite Jason Bateman movie. He was fantastic in that movie. He really was. So he's he. There's a hard edge to him. You you never get anything over on him, and maybe that's the reason why I didn't go with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Jason Bateman, you never get over anything on him. No. Principal Vernon, you you kind of have to feel yeah. like everybody gets everything over on him in the end. You know. Yeah, he's the guy who. You know, has the career and he's making like the, whatever the salary was. Now it seems laughable when he's like bragging about his salary. But uh, you know, I don't know if Jason Bateman in the end I could I could see him doing it. But at the same time, I kind of can't. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Yeah, it's a great line. Such a great line. Uh, so that was our uh, initial. Who played it better? Yeah, who played it better? It was fun. I liked that. I, I dig it. That's going to be something that we're going to do from. And I uh, feel like I'm going to get some payback on the next time we do that. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I, it's, it, I don't know. What... Toy Story, do <sighs> it. <laughs> no, no, but well, I mean, I gave you a. I, I felt kind of like cringy a bit too when I gave you Science of the Lambs. It was fun though. It was, I had really had to get the wheels turned. I was like, oh, this is cool. I had to challenge you because I, I know it. how seriously you would take it. Yes. So anyway, that was a good time. Yes. Uh, so that moves us into the main topic, which the you could, main event. The main event. Although our initial topic, an hour long. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we had we had some. Yeah, we had some like banter going on there a little we bit. We love to banter. But yeah, the main event is the movies that we're most looking forward to for the summer, basically. Yes. June, June through August. July and August. And we're each going to pick five movies. You don't know my five. I don't know yours. So I had to pick a couple of extras just in case we had some overlap. I have my honorable mentions. Yeah, and we, that we can definitely do our honorable yep. mentions. And I, I'm sure I know that a good number of these are probably are going to overlap. But um, Oh, do you now? I have a feeling. Because it's summertime and we have similar tastes. <laughs> Uh, but I guess I'll I'll lead off since you Go led off the last time. So it. once again, these are movies being released between June and August. Your summertime movies. What what before before we get started? Because uh, I have I've ranked them. Yep. And I have them by date. So is there a format you want to do, or do we just roll the dice? And just I organize mine by date. Okay. Release date. So let's let's, let's go that let's way. Do that. If, well, yeah. Right. If you don't if you don't mind, then I I'm good with that. I'm okay. Good with that. All right. So my first movie and. You know, it it's kind of like really okay, whatever. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets too. Uh, I don't have that on my list. It's not on your list. No, yeah, I mean, it is a movie that I'm looking forward to because I think it's going to be a a real uh, kid friendly, like kid pleasing movie, yep. and I'm very excited to see Pat Oswalt get uh, like kind of a leading role. You know, he's a very talented voice actor. I yep. think doesn't get a lot of credit for that necessarily. Nope. So I'm excited to see what he does with that role. But he's, you know, there's a ton of people. Like Kevin Hart, obviously, is the rabbit. And, you know, you got, like, people like uh, Jenny, uh, uh, oh, gosh, what's her name? The, the, the tiny voice who was in. Oh, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Just tons and tons of people. Tiffany and Haddish is joining the cast. Tiffany Haddish, you know. She's, probably a sassy character. I would, I would assume there is a good amount of sass. <laughs> just kind of, I think you're going out on, a, on a, a good limb there. It's funny because I was kind of looking forward to the first one and you know max was voiced by uh you know louis ck who shall not be named i guess whatever Whoops. but i was disappointed with louis ck in that yeah it didn't there it didn't no, translate well no it didn't it was like what's the point in getting a louis ck in your movie if and i know it's a children's film and i don't expect him to be like you know doing jerk off jokes or anything in it but 
That would probably be, it would not have gone over well. Very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. But you know what I'm saying. Like, but I, there, yeah, there's that, that tongue-in-cheek where it's like you cater to the kids, but you cater to the adults as well. You could write those duplicitous kind of jokes. And he was a very, like, famous as material you would use as kids a yes. lot. Like, when he's talking about his kids and he's talking about, like, that's not really dirty at all. No. So, you know, it's, there's, it's there's some really funny, cleanish, yeah, very much so, I thought. So it breaks my heart that whatever happened happened, but you know, I but you know, Patton Oswalt. Now, what if something comes out on Patton Oswalt? Bad. This could be like a cursed role. Then everyone's screwed because he does <laughs> he does so many different things. Just yeah. voiceovers like if Patton Oswalt was no, he's just the and he's is. done tons of stuff. But like, what is? Can you name to me what his like defining you know voice talent? He's in he's in all kinds oh, of stuff. He is in all kinds of stuff. I've heard him in like My Little Ponies. I've heard him. I, I that's right. I watch My Little Ponies. I own My Little Ponies. <laughs> There's a song that I listen to from the soundtrack. It's time to be awesome. That's yeah. a great song. I believe you. I'm gonna look that up on Spotify. It's a great song. Spotify, you want to sponsor us? Yeah. We don't have any sponsors. We have no sponsors. We'll give you I mean, a good. We deal. have a delicatessen. <laughs> good old but Jerry. That he pays us in sliced meats. He in sliced so. meats. That's all. He, and he sends them, and they're by the time they get here. Yeah. So fresh, yeah. You know, it's like should, he's never sent anybody a like a like a sandwich. It's it, it's not an appropriate package, and you know he pays for the you know it's the you get it a week later, a week, and he puts little photocopied pictures of Sandra Bullock yeah. inside as like an I like a I'm I'm thinking of you. he's trying to get us to watch a lot of Sandy Bullock movies. <laughs> His recommendations, his, every recommendation. Two if by C. No, I saw it like thirty years ago. Her and 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 Dennis uh, Leary. No, I don't need to watch it again. Wait a minute. There was a Sandra Bullock Dennis Leary movie. Yes. Woof! I dodged a bullet there. I did not. <laughs> I watched it as a child. I was a youth. A ute. A ute. But yeah. So Secret Life of Pets. Now the thing that I like worry about a little bit. It's like they've been really pushing tons of like trailers out for this. Thing. Yes. Like, every time I go see a movie in theaters, there's this like three minute long like section of the movie they're just giving you for free and they're doing it for like all the characters. So I probably actually have already seen a good 12 to 13 minutes of the movie. It, there's a lot of material out there. And it's an animated movie and an expensive animated movie. It's not like they're going to not show that in the actual movie. Like they're not spending that kind of money as just teasers and not use it. So, you know, but in the end, I don't care. I think it'll be a fun movie. I, I actually think it looks funnier than the first one did. And, <clears throat> you know, the first one was okay, but... I think Kevin Hart's character is going to be a little less annoying this time around. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times, too, when there's a sequel, especially an animated film, they, they build on their own universe. Yeah. So I, I'm expecting I'm expecting something good. And that's my first movie. That, that comes out June 7th. Ah! No, 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 no. No. Hmm. Um, I have I have nothing in June. Nothing in June made my kind list. of a dead zone. I there's, have there's movies, several June movies yeah, actually. There I just uh, July and August. No were, overlap, maybe at all. There there may not be because yeah. I, I think I think uh, I know at least one one more of yours that's one of my honorable mentions. I just I know it just off the top of my head. <laughs> um, this one, my first one, probably made your list. Um, okay, uh, and it was. 
Um, it wasn't hard for me to put this as my number one, but the, my number my number two, just as a teaser for my number two, I'm really, really, really looking forward to. But my number one, I just have I have too much invested in him to um, for it to be anywhere other than this. Uh, so my it's my number one movie that I'm looking forward to, and it comes out the soonest, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. It's the first movie I had listed in case you picked one of my movies. Okay. So, yes, absolutely, 100%. It's the first movie after, it, you know, Endgame. So anxious yes. to see, like, where, how they how are we that gonna, How are we, because, I mean, there's a pretty, I mean, not to give any any spoilers away, but, you, you know, you know, um, with, with Endgame, you... Yeah, everyone, let's definitely not spoil it. Everyone anything. assumes that at some point, you know, you're going to have characters that are returning. Yeah. And the, the, like, the coming back, to me, as, as, as... Emotionally draining as it was for Tom Holland to be to flutter away into the dust to have him come. Tony, I don't feel good. What's happening? Oh, I don't want to die. Every time, every time <laughs> I watch that, I lose it. Yeah, I just do. He, I mean, Spider Man is so near, to, and he played it so well. Yes. So him coming back was very emotional for me, and I was very happy about that. Um, and I don't feel like that's spoiling anything. I think everyone knew that characters were going to come back. If that spoils yeah, something, yeah. The for you, sorry. the uh, Tony Stark Spider Man reunion and Endgame was beautiful. I liked yeah. it a lot. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the first one in, you know, the after Endgame. Um, this is, you know, and this is the last Marvel movie for the year. Um, they've mapped out some of the projects that Marvel has coming in the future, but we really don't right now. We don't have a, a roadmap. We don't have a November release, no, which and, we've had for the last <clears throat> several years. And I don't, I don't, I mean, Guardians is set to start shooting next year. 2020. Yeah. Um, shooting in 2020. Yeah. So, um, and we've talked about uh, there's uh, there's going to be a Doctor Strange too. Um, I, I don't I don't know what's on the docket for we for we may have a bit of a dry spell for Marvel yeah. movies. I don't know if there's any Marvel movies that are slated to come out in 2020. I don't know that they're filming any right now. I don't um, know that of I'm any. aware of. So I mean we we you know <clears throat> we have the same news feeds. I'm sure we're yeah. following. And yeah, just now like you got news that Guardians three yeah. is filming in they, 2020. Yeah. So yeah. This, you you might need to savor this one. It could, yeah. could be a while before we get another one. And it'll. I mean, there's, um, you know, there Mysterio. Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is joining the MCU as Mysterio. Yeah. Very excited about that. Um, there could be some different directions that they're taking that character, Quentin Beck. Um, the uh, there's been there's been some talk that there's going to they're going to be uh, an Elementals movie, which that's been a lot of the uh, a lot of the hubbub, the scuttlebutt, if you will. Um, yes. That was just a way for me to say butt in our podcast. Yeah, it's very, very scuttlebutt. Just worked it right in there. Nobody even noticed. No one even noticed. <laughs> I just snuck it right in there. I said, <laughs> I said butt. <laughs> oh, classic. Classic. <laughs> um, but but uh, the elementals are, are assumed to be potentially the other. Uh, yeah, because you, you kind of see, yeah. not, not, you know, there's not like this long establishing shot yeah. on them, but. What is all of that? It's yeah. got to be right. So the the you know because I, I don't believe they have the rights to Hydro Man. They've already done Sandman, so they have characters that seem similar, but uh, everyone's assuming that they're the Elementals. So uh, there's there's a lot, uh, and you're going to have the first time Nick Fury is going to interact with uh, yeah with uh, Spider Man. So that'll be there's a number of costume changes. Um, he's got a he's got a black costume. He's got he's got a few different costumes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a few different costumes. Very cool. Uh, so I'm happy very... should be back, right? I mean, yep. We'll get some happy. Yep. Um, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see the dynamics. It'll be interesting to see how the world as a whole works post Endgame. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how the characters interact uh, from the trailers um, and from the you know the tease at the end of Homecoming. Aunt May is aware that exactly. Yeah. That, what the? Yeah. Yeah. You get that last. So it's yeah. this. This is the first time within a cinematic universe in, on film we're seeing where Aunt May is aware that Peter Parker is Spider Man. So. So we know that Nick Fury is in this movie. Do you think there'll be any surprise Marvel cameos in there? Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get some because there's. I mean, there's a number of uh, uh, Disney Plus shows that are coming out this November when Disney Plus launches that are based on MCU characters with MCU actors playing them. I guess um, that'll be our Marvel. You that, know, fix I, I think for a that, while. that'll probably sustain life. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's going to be... Sustain life. <laughs> yeah, it's like outside of that, I'm like, I don't know what else I do. Yeah, my comic book sustenance. Like, oh, I got to, like, survive on DC for a whole year. Oh, I would hang myself first. <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen. Now, do you... Th- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you were I'm, you were saying... Um, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, what direction... That, I, I anticipate a great movie, a great story, great characters... All the things that we've come to know from Marvel, and especially with, I mean, uh, at this point, uh, you know, I loved, uh, I, I, I enjoyed Tobey Maguire, and at the time, I loved him because I had no other frame of reference. Yeah. Since then, um, I know some people really didn't care for Andrew Garfield. I enjoyed Andrew Garfield significantly. I thought the chemistry between him and Emma Stone really, I, I think they just, uh, and I thought Mark Webb did a, a good job directing those two. I think there was some unfortunate studio influence to try and get more characters. They it were was trying like to build they fell back on the old 90s yeah. problems. Of they, like, the more the more the merrier. It's, no, it's, like, it's no, not. Don't stuff it full of villains. Don't try and set up a universe. You're just too, I mean, the second film of your franchise and you're trying to, you're going to make a Sinister Six movie. It's like, don't do that. Do you think that like, we'll get some Pepper Potts and Happy and they'll kind of take on like a parental type, I can know, see that. I, I, I would really that. enjoy that. I, I would see that. Just because Nick Fury is going to be in this, I, I want to see a continued relationship with the Starks. Yes. I think that would be really cool. I think yep. that, you know, Tony would definitely impress upon Pepper that, you know, he's a special kid and means a lot to him. Yeah. So I, I would like to see that if I'm thinking cameo type stuff. Yep. Maybe a scene or two with her. Um, and I, I hope to get uh, some sort of tease for the Vulture. In a future Spider-Man movie. Oh, because and we also we left at the end of Homecoming with the Scorpion as yes, well, yes, Matt yes. Gargan. So he's gonna um, be in it so too, right? There's uh, you know you'd assume and and really too. I mean, like when you know one of the things they're not actively doing, but you know knowing the some of the behind the scenes of the Spider-Man universe, if you have Vulture and you have Scorpion and you have Mysterio, you got three of the uh, Sinister Six. Yeah, you got three yeah. characters there that join. You know, you get. Um, uh, uh, Doc Ock, Doc Ock would Sandman. Be, you know, yeah. there's there's been a number of characters, but like those guys coming together, you know, uh, you know, if you get, if you've already got three established characters from the Sinister Six in, um, uh, in, huh. in this universe, it'll be interesting to see what they have in store for. You know, I, I think they're on the hook for at least one more Spider-Man. With one Marvel. more, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, like we know so, there's one more. They would have to rush it a little bit. They would have to rush a little bit. If there were two more, I would say, okay, yeah, we could establish three. Maybe in the next movie, maybe another three. It'll, it'll be it'll be interesting because we, we already know it's on the hook. Um, if they'll, I mean, and Marvel's pretty capable about putting together ensemble pieces. If they, oh, do good it, point. Yeah, they, they could show up in another movie if they do it well. And by this point, we have three of the villains already established. 
uh, you know, it would still feel a little bit rushed, but I mean, at this point, 22 movies into the MCU, they're, you know, if there's, if they're known for anything, it's being able to put together a big cast of characters yeah. and do it well. So I'm very eager for Far From Home. Hopefully I, Sony will be wise and they will continue their partnership. Oh, yeah, I would. Because we would, need Spider-Man in this universe. Oh, it's, yeah, we need Spider-Man. Yeah. Now, the Miles Morales character they would own too, right? I mean, all that stuff. <clears throat> and, I mean, they, they teased that in, in Homecoming. Oh, yeah, they did. Because um, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover. his uncle, yeah. Donald Glover is his uncle. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, you, you've, you've got the possibility to say, okay, Miles Morales, in some respect, exists in the MCU, just yep. not you know, as a defined person or character. Not just yet, right. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot for them to build on. So Spider-Man Far From Home, it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a home run right around 4th of July, right? Yep. July, July 5th. 5th. So July 5th. Everybody's going to go see that. Yep. And it kind of has that, like, Ant-Man and Wasp role to play where yeah. it's, it's going to be fun. It's not going to be too heavy, I don't think. No, it'll and be, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be what we needed to cleanse the palate yes. a bit. So, yeah, that, that's a good... I mean, obviously, I'm interested in seeing that, too. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. All right, so for my second movie, um, I picked The Dead Don't Die. That's on my honorable mention. Yeah, which yep. is coming out June 14th, and that is Adam Driver and Bill Murray playing small town zombie, like cop zombie killers. Yes. Holy shit, sign me up. Yes. I, I can't believe I haven't seen the trailer until just recently. Oh, it's fantastic. It looks so good. Well, it, ca it came out on April 1st, and everyone thought, and, until like there was on April 2nd, when they were like, no, this is for real a movie, everyone thought, this is just a April Fool's prank. So it's just like, yeah. Well, and it's directed by the guy who did Broken Flowers, and I think he's done some other Murray things. Yeah. So he's gonna have the pulse. He's gonna have his finger on that pulse. It's like not a Wes Anderson, but it looks very Wes Anderson. Yes, but. yes, it kind of does. So, but I was also getting like strong Zombieland vibes. Yes, which of course you know Bill Murray is that connection there too. He he seems to like be very willing to have fun and be silly in a zombie apocalypse like type. Of, like, I, but the, the scene where he's like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking zombie." <laughs> This looks so good. It really is. It, it's not going to be a big movie. It's got no. it's got some stuff going up against it that it's going to be a bigger fair. But uh, you know, I don't care. That's I'm going to see that movie yeah. the first week it's out because I doubt it'll be out for more than a week or two. No, I think I think on one of the websites I look at to see releases, it was classified as a limited. You know, it's one of those is like I think it'll be. You know, it'll. I, it, I actually hope somebody like Netflix would purchase it. That uh, would be fantastic. Yeah, because it's. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be so amazing. Uh, you know, check out that trailer. You know, like we're not watching trailers like we did before. I actually synced up everything, but you know, whatever. I guess we'll do that. Hey, no copyright strikes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is that is a trailer that I would like watching yes. right now because I just we could we could just pause here for like two minutes and like. And that was a hilarious trailer. Holy crap! I'm pumped. Cannot wait to see the dead don't die. It, it's just you know. Like a Sam Raimi type feel, like yeah. I mean, it just a bunch of people who just think it'd be fun to be in a zombie type movie, and they're just so playing with it. It's such a parody, but it's not a parody at all. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, they're just they're just everybody rolls with it. it and it's, I, I it's think so hilarious. I think there's a real art 
to the zombie movie that has, you know, because it's a dark comedy. But like with yes. Shaun of the Dead and oh, Zombie Land. That's a perfect world for dark comedies yeah, to it's, play in. It's, it's one of those, like, because um, I, I recently watched... Uh, uh, Black Summer, the first episode of Black Summer on Netflix. It's, I haven't seen that. It's it's got kind of a twenty eight days later kind of feel to it. Oh, okay. um, it's it's zombies, and I, I made it through the first episode. And I was just like, this is uh, it was just disjointed, and I didn't care. Oh, it was okay. Just, it was when I was like, so it's I, not a recommend. I, I think I think some people have enjoyed it, and I got I got I used to be huge. I mean, I was so invested in zombie movies, mm-hmm. zombie culture. But it just yeah. it inundated everything. It kind of is, mean, video yeah. Video games, TV shows, movies, everything. I mean, you just got to a point where it's like everywhere you looked was zombies, zombies, zombies. And it's, the zombie phenomenon is going to go down soon, yeah. I think. Walking it's, Dead is not as popular as it was. No. And, you know, you're not getting zombie movies left and right necessarily. Like, I yeah. feel like if there is a zombie movie, it's like a twist. Yeah, there's, there's always, there's some kind of like, okay, a, a zombie movie in and of itself is not good enough. Um, cause I mean, you like, you got the, are they the slow zombies? Are they the fast zombies? Yeah. Is, is, they are they undead or are they yeah. just infected? You know, so, you can really play a lot into a lot of zombie movies could also just be classified as like plague movies. Yeah. You know, really. And, um, and they were, they were going to do world war Z too, but they scrapped that. Probably um, for the best. Yeah. I mean, I, even though that movie wasn't as bad as I, you know, like I love the book, man. I've read the book two or three times and it's so damn good. And you know it's just it ain't the book. That and that that was the problem was if if I mean and really if you went at it and made it just its own franchise, I think it probably would have fared better in my estimation. If you just said we're making a zombie movie with Brad Pitt, yeah, you I settled yourself with Brad, and I like Brad Pitt fine, I guess, but and he wasn't bad in it, and it was an okay movie, like it, it was yeah. surprisingly good. I th- I think really what detracted from it was I think people you know they hear World War Z. And yeah. that was kind of a cult phenomenon, yeah. the, the book. And people went to go see the movie. Like, this is this is not anything like... I mean, this is not even uh, close to the book. It makes sense, though, because, you know, it, yeah, it was a cult favorite, but um, not a lot of, like, you know, you're, it's not a household name by no. any stretch. And, you know, you, you got to lure people in a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, you get the name to get the diehards in and have people start talking about yep. the movie. And, but, you know, you, when you actually land the movie, it's like, you know, okay, we're going to give you an entertaining zombie movie. So yeah. and it's kind of like a compromise. Yeah. And, you know, like there were mentions of things in the movie that were like, oh, okay, that's what they called the zombies, you know. Yeah. All, right, all right, whatever. But anyway, but yeah, as far as, um, you know, The Dead Don't Die, a, a hell of an entertaining yeah. movie. Uh, like, a, you know, a Coen Brothers vibe, too. You oh, know? yeah. There, there's just like this, so much style. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a very... It's an offbeat kind of feel to it. It still has, I mean, it has has a dark and, and you know semi scary tone to it. It's not just like, oh, this is a total joke. Of yeah, a movie. don't take your kids to it. I yeah, mean. it's but it 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 definitely has it has that offbeat note to it, which I just kind of appreciate. It's you know you got a lot of these big studio summer movies. You got a lot of big studio. Yep. Flash and glitz and glamour. A lot of tentpole movies. Yeah, a lot of those. And there's a lot of that coming out this summer. So to have something that's a little bit off the beaten path. Yeah. with and, and these are the kind of movies I love Adam Driver in. I, yes. He, I mean, he really, to me, that's because... It's I, like Logan Lucky, you know? Yeah, he's oh, kind of like... great in that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's capable. Like, I really, I, I enjoy him more and more and more. Loved him in like Black Klansman. He was, was great pretty in awesome in that. So, you know, I, it's, it's a movie that I'm pretty you. stoked about. When I saw it, I just couldn't, my mind was blown. Like, yeah, this, it was great. This is me 
all over, man. Yep. They gravitate towards things they did when they were alive. Chardonnay. Did she just say Chardonnay? Yeah, she did. Okay, so what's your number two? Number two, number two. All right, going by date order. Going by date. <clears throat> All right, this one Gotta comes get people up. excited. This is one I was unaware of until I started making this list. I, and I had, I, I mean, I was aware of movies that were coming out over the summer. That's kind of the um, fun thing about doing this topic, yes. too. Because, like, I see trailers that I had never even thought about. <clears throat> this is this is one, and it's it's a stupid comedy. Okay. Um, but it looks it looks so good, and it has an actor in it. That I, I desperately want to see more and more and more of. Okay. Uh, it's called Stuber. I've never heard of this. It's got Dave Batista and Kumail. Oh yes, Kumail oh, Nanjiani. Yes, I have. Yes, and I have. It, yes. It looks absolutely fantastic. Uber. He's an Uber yes, driver. His name yeah. is Stu, and he's an <laughs> Uber driver. And it's it it to me it it has the feel of um like uh like a game night or a uh, fist fight. Where it's one of those was like just kind of sleeper comedies, but it feels like if it hits well, it will it will just be like okay, we we knew we were gonna make you know we put a thirty million dollar budget in this. We figured we'll yeah. make maybe ten, twenty, thirty million off of it. It'd just be one of those throwaway comedies that comes out around when all the big stuff's coming out. But I hope that it does well because I love Kumail Nanjiani. I still need to see The Big Sick. That it is, is like a movie that I haven't seen. It's, it is a great movie. Um, and I love him. I, just, I do too. I think hilarious. he's really, really funny. And you know, like when I saw, like I saw, I started watching that trailer and at first I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I was really up and down with the trailer because you're like, okay, here's Dave Batista, And he's, if you like enjoy Drax, he's kind of being Drax. He's very Drax in this. He's very, very, very Drax. And you know, like, and I'm like, ah, kind of sort of formulaic. And I'm like, yeah, this will be funny. But there was a sequence at the end of the trailer that I laughed so hard. It's like where the guy, like he throws, the, he the throws gun. the gun at the like guy, the the you know the, the bad guy, the mugger got, or whatever. He catches it and then like shoots, throws it back. He tries to catch it, hits him in the face. But like I just love the pacing it was, of yeah. it. It was really funny. It was really good. So if there's more of that, and that's kind of that game night sort of pace. Yeah. If there's if it's mostly that and not so much the oh I'm here's here's Drax. You loved Drax, yeah. right? And I, dude, I love him in that. But seeing like Drax battle the makeup and just Dave Bautista, yeah. I like Dave Bautista in dramatic roles, which yeah. is why I think Drax is so effective because he is saying just hilarious, inappropriate yeah. stuff all the time. To see him in an actual comedy, I'm iffy on, but I do want to see that. I, I think I, that looks like a good. It's going to be a good dumb comedy that'll fit. I, the I think. When I, is that coming out again? It comes out July twelfth. Okay. Um, with uh, with Kumail Nanjiani. What I like about his comedy, and I would highly recommend, he has a he has a comedy album, um, Beta Male. It is fantastic. I've listened to it a number of times. He is he has just um, there is there is a, a a biting sarcasm. Like he's he plays the uh, the very incapable neurotic kind of guy. He plays that very well. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he has this sarcastic confidence to his. Yeah, I like that. There's a timidness, but he's not a pushover. Yeah. He's he can defend himself yeah. with his wit. 
Yeah. And uh, I think that's, I love any character that can do that. I think, and I think that's the thing, because it's almost like, that's, even in the trailer, I got this kind of push and pull, like Dave Bautista has this really, you know, intimidating physical presence on screen. He's very loud. He's very direct. He's just this, a large man. Yes. And, and Kumail is not. He's no, a very small yeah. Yeah. Pakistani guy. Right. And he's, he's, he's very timid, very frantic. But then you have these scenes where it's like it kind of shifts and he's, you know, He's almost crazier than Dave Batista. It's like, here, we're gonna, I'm gonna throw the propane tank out and you're gonna shoot it. It's like, that's <laughs> I love Jaws. that part too. That was pretty good. <clears throat> that, I mean, it was just, it was so great because you have this, these kind of back and forth where you have these role reversals. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. It, it, to me, it, it tracked very well. When I watched the trailer for it, I was like, okay, I am genuinely excited about this and I would like to see this right now. Oh, oh I am not touching that. It's a baby gun, it allows you to fire it while crying. <laughs> You got a shot in the leg. Good for you, man. You shot your first guy. <gasps> My third pick is... Numero Trace. <laughs> oh, Spanish. What? It's my favorite moment on the podcast so far. <laughs> so this movie, when I saw the poster, I go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm down for this movie, I guess. But when I started watching the trailer, I was like, oh, sh oh crap, this is like a Conjuring movie, actually. And it's uh, the Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, June 28th actually has the Warrens in it. Yes. And <clears throat> yes. And uh, Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Annabelle character kind of kicked off the conjuring franchise because it was the first part of the first movie. <clears throat> and those Annabelle movies, I, I liked the first one when it got its, you know, original movie. I think some people were like iffy on it. Then the sequel came out. You were like, that's way, actually pretty good. Better. And uh, I, I agree. I liked it. And I I really enjoy how that Wanaverse, like they, they kind of play into each yeah. other, these movies. So that makes sense that you bring the Warrens in. And it's kind of like Civil War. It's yeah. Avengers 2.5. This feels like Conjuring 2.5. Yep. And I know they're doing a Conjuring 3. They have 3. a third one coming out. It's coming out. So uh, just if you watch the trailer, it, it hits all the right buttons. It's not a James Wan movie. I, I don't know who what other movies this guy's directed, but it feels appropriate. To the, the tone is right. He's done he's done a really great job in setting up the universe to where other capable people can come in and direct films, and that he trusts with the properties. Yeah, it's like here are my rules. You know, I've it's very scientific. I've yeah. got them. You know, you can consult the the rule binder if you're not sure about a shot. How the, the you know the pacing should be, or how this the framing of should be. Like you can consult my guide, you know. It, these so yeah, these directors, even though they're not James Wan, sometimes you're like, is this a James Wan movie? It it, it because he produces yeah that's on, it on everybody. Yeah. It it but he's he's the kind of he's like a Kevin Feige, whereas like he he's like no, I don't need to direct everything. I don't need to have my hand in every single thing. You're capable. You're capable. You guys know how to make a story. You guys know how to bring it to life. You guys know how to tie these. Because that's that's the other part of it. Is like when you have the Warrens in it, when you have Annabelle, you have all of these different parts of the universe. It's yeah. like you know you have other people handling things that other people have already touched. It's like that could you could get territorial. You could get you know you could you could undo stuff. Like it's very. Um, it's very continuous. There's, you know, you don't have that those interruptions in the story, and that. And the the girl who plays their daughter, you know, we saw her in The Conjuring yep. too. Like there was a yep. bit, so like she's going to play a larger role. It looks like in this yep. movie, and I I get I just get tickled whenever they show that room 
Yeah, with that all they have the, the priests come and like bless and all that, you know, famous room. It actually exists. It actually exists, and you know, it's it's sad. We actually lost Lorraine Warren yep. just recently in real life. Um, I, I, you know, it's a movie that I would have been at, I would have had a bit of a passing interest in because I thought the I thought the other two Annabelle movies were good, but the the moment I saw that it felt mostly like a Conjuring movie. Bringing back their kind of their star, you know, their Chucky in a way. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I'm all in for this. And I, those, the Conjuring movies have a history of showing up in the summertime. And I, you know, it makes, in one, in one sense, it makes all the sense in the world to do a scary movie in the October, yep. you know, period. But summertime is where you seem to get all your really, your best scary movies. They land in the summertime because, yep. you know, they're always big money makers. Yep. So why not? Well, and I, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't stop to verify, but uh, in in the trailer, uh, there's the part where the girl opens the door, yeah, um, and there's a little girl standing there, kind of. I think she's facing the wall, and yeah. she turns to look to her. And if I remember correctly, that's the same little girl from Annabelle, the uh, second the one, second yeah, one, the one who the got ran over. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it is um, too. So, I didn't yeah. confirm it either, but it's been such a short amount of time yeah. I could see them actually getting that same I, I, honestly when I first heard that they were making another Annabelle movie and that it was coming out this year I was like why have I not heard anything about this and me all of too. a sudden it was like we have another Annabelle movie it's like yeah what I know same like I'm looking through movies coming out during the summer and there's all those like usual suspects that we've known about for months yeah. and months and I'm like oh there's an Annabelle movie coming out oh what? oh god it's got like the Warrens in it yeah, you know like, it's, it's gonna be huge how is this not I mean like you know it really for as much as Things are on my radar of things that are in production, things they're yeah. talking about, like movies they're like, we're thinking about making this movie. It's yeah. Like, for this movie to just sneak up, it's like, hey, there's another Annabelle movie. It's like, <laughs> what? But that's awesome, you know? No, like, because you don't even have to wait that long no, to get it. It's like, oh, it's nearly here. It's just around the corner. Uh, it's my third June pick, June 28th. You're all about June, man. I'm all about that June, man. All about that June. I let her out. Who? Oh. Annabelle. I'm sorry. What else did you touch? Everything. I'm all about that June. No trouble. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so what's your number three, right, sir? Number three. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm already number three. I'm already in August. Wow. I'm already in August. Oh, I have a feeling you're going to take one of my movies. Um. <laughs> this anyway. and this movie, like. I recently went through all eight movies in the franchise. And <laughs> of course you're going to pick this movie. These two guys are my favorite. My favorite from the entire franchise. Uh-huh. Hobbs and Shaw. Dude, that last trailer that dropped was just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be crass, but it's just... I'm gonna be a little crass. Do your parents watch this podcast? I don't. I don't know. I, at at this point, we're what hour are we in? I don't even know what hour. I we're don't in. know. Watching that movie was just like you're getting the blowjob, and the girl just keeps sucking even after you orgasm. It's like it just keeps going and going and going. It's like holy shit, this is so much. I'm just, I'm so happy that, watching this trailer. That was not where I was anticipating. No, I, going, I know, I know. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that ride. <laughs> I enjoyed that ride right there. I mean, right, like every, like it just keeps building and building and oh. building, and so it's like this movie's gonna be amazing. The the <laughs> franchise, having just gone through all eight movies of the franchise, yeah, especially when you get to the Fate of the Furious, yeah, you're just kind of like they don't even care anymore. 
They're just gonna like, <laughs> like, let yeah, nuclear sub, bring it in the. Would mix. you like to see that? We're gonna do. I'm that. like, you know, you want to see a Lamborghini like jump between like towers, like. And it, it's one of like in the second movie, the second movie, Ludacris owns a garage. Yeah. And in the eighth movie, he's hacking he's in the government. He's a computers. master hacker. And I'm just like, yeah, but I, for some reason, I don't care. I don't I was care. Like, These either. guys are great. These guys are fantastic. I'm smiling ear to ear the whole time. And when, when in the fifth installment, Fast Five, when they brought Dwayne the Rock Johnson into the mix, was yeah. an absolutely fantastic idea. I know he and Vin Diesel have had seen creative differences. It's now his franchise. Uh, I, think. I, I think it's and, and I, they're, I guess they're like spinning off so that Vin can maybe maintain some sort of yeah. control he's, of he's the Fast and the Furious. So, but you know, it, it, you know, after watching that trailer, I almost felt kind of bad for the next Fast and the Furious movie. Because this just looks better than it, those it's, movies. When, when you, I mean, you got Idris Elba as the villain. Oh my, it's black Superman. Uh, his, and he, I mean, it is. It's like, and oh then gosh. you got the the dynamic of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and um, Jason Statham. Jason Statham, uh, who and, are just so good with one, off oh, coming out like playing they, off of one another. They are perfect together. I mean, they are. I mean, just an unbelievable dynamic. Yeah. Um, they're and, 80s. They're like 80s. Uh, action stars now, yeah. you know, just playing off one another. Oh, and, and it's, it's quips and puns so enjoyable. And, and the stunts just look amazing. And I, I love, I think it's in the first, I think it's the first trailer that you get where you have, you have this sequence where you have Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I don't know why I keep saying his whole name. <laughs> just in case people are not sure. Goes, Which Dwayne Johnson is he Dwayne Johnson? Oh, the... Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Oh. Not Dwayne, the paper or the not scissors. The, Dwayne, the Paper that was Johnson. a paper rock scissors. <laughs> I did a paper rock scissors joke there. That Look was at beautiful. That, that, that was, was beautiful. Perfect. So seamless. <sighs> Just good like that. Um, but the um, they have they have this whole sequence. I even appreciate the way they shot it. The the color scheme that they did, where he walks in, he's beating up all these guys, and he just he has the line, "I'm a I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass." And then you have Jason Statham. It was kind of it was contrast in the in the you know the the way they shot it, the colors, the whole thing. The same thing. He's just beating up a bunch of guys. It's like I'm what you call a champagne problem. And it's just you have these very competing. <laughs> That's pretty good, Jason Statham, right these, there. Oh, I've, I've loved Jason Statham ever since I saw him in Snatch. He's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, he he's always so angry. He is like yeah, it's like. He's the most abrasive human being Take on the a planet. Day off, man. Go which is why I loved him in Spy with Melissa. He was McCarthy. he was very fun in Spy, yeah. I, and they're making a sequel to that, which I'm excited. He's very good, well. very good. Um, but yeah, I was just, I mean, everything I like, I love the characters in the Fast and the Furious franchise. They are so fantastic together. It's it's funny to me that you have in the seventh, six or so, I can't. Remember. I think it's the seventh is when. Um, even having just watched them, they all bleed together. They really the, do. The seventh uh, installment where Jason Statham... No, it's the sixth. The sixth, he's the villain. And the seventh, you start off and he's... They're like, oh, you got to work with him. And they're like, no. And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, no. And they're like, okay. And Actually, like, I think it was seven where he was the villain, wasn't <clears> it? <throat> he was... Because his brother was in the sixth. He maybe, was the okay. villain. Then, then maybe eight. It was the younger Shaw or then, Yeah, then it must have been eight where they started like... <laughs> it matters. Yeah. Doesn't he's matter. The, he's Why the am villain. I even bothering to correct you on this mess? He's the villain in one. And at the beginning of the next one, like, you got to work with him. We're like, no, yeah, no. Okay, fine. Yeah. And it's like, what? And then, like, there's one sequence where, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is reading this thing about a page. He's like, hey, you were a good soldier one time. He's like, yeah, I was. I was like, should we be friends? Like, 
Yeah. Why okay. not? Yeah. I was like, sure. It's just like that. You like know? the last movie, you guys wanted to literally kill each other. Now yeah. Like, I just read this paper about you and you're like, you and Vin like crashed into each other, then got out of your cars, ripped pieces of metal yeah. from the cars you were just in that you crashed into each other and attempted to kill each other with yeah. said pieces of metal. I mean, it was like, it was like the Dave Matthews band song, Come to Life. I mean, it just crashed. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? They just ah. crashed into each other. Because when I think Dave, mellow Dave Matthews, I think abrasive. Abrasive. Jason Vin, Statham. Vin Diesel, Jason Statham. That <laughs> is what that song was written for. He just didn't know. Oh, God. Now that um, makes sense. It does. It comes together. Synergy. Synergy. Uh, but yeah, so Hobbs and Shaw. Um, Going to be fantastic. I mean, what else can be said about that movie? It's it is it's going to be a lot of fun, and I I'm happy they they put it in August because it yep. kind of anchors, you know, like yep. you got all the big stuff coming out in like April, May, June, July, whatever. And August has over time just sort of become like a pretty good month of movies during the summer. Yeah. So and but you know it's widening even yeah. further, you know. So, anyways, uh, is that all we got to say that, about that? That's what we got to say. Good choice, my friend. Pick a door. All right then. No. That's my door. Pick another door. What's wrong with you? You know what? You were right. This is your door. What's the matter? You got a lot of bad guys behind that door? So my number four is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My only July movie. Uh, so July 26th. So we're, we're going back a little bit because you know, like we don't know each other's list. Exactly. Um, but, Top secret. I mean... I very much want to see a Quentin Tarantino movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. I think that would be interesting. Um, I'm very interested in the time period. I know it's like the 70s, the 70s. which is some of sticking point for you. But Hollywood during this period, I mean, it's, it's all set to the backdrop, I think, of the Charlie Manson murders of like Tate. Like, okay. you know, I think, I think, I originally thought that it was going to be mostly about that. But, you know, watching the trailers, I'm like, oh, no, no, this is just like an old Hollywood type that, flick. That was that was my only thing, because uh, it looks it looks good. It looks clean, yeah. it looks well done, got a great cast. Like, after watching the trailer, I was just like, I don't know what this movie's about. I don't either, and I, I'm fine with that, because yeah. I just, I know what I'm going to get with the Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has, like, been, you know, doing the um, uh, Martin Scorsese movies yeah. for so long. He fits right into that, you know, kind of, R-rated, just yeah. dirty, you know, gritty. yeah, he's just gritty guy. He can be gritty very easily yeah. now. So, you know, and it, it does, it just has a phenomenal cast. I will be shocked if this movie just isn't great. And, you know, I, I don't have a lot to talk about because like you said, I it, they, they're kind of hiding what this movie yeah, is they're really, about. They're, they're, they give you enough to be tantalized. Yeah. Um, give you enough to where you're like, okay, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but it looks interesting. Looks like something I want to be a part of. And they've got some great names in this that are really performing well. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, it's like the Scorsese movie that they got coming out with Pesci and yes. and De Niro and you know, like I don't even know what that movie is. It's I know it's called like The Irishman, but I'm sold because of the ingredients yeah. of what you're giving me. I mean, I love all these things, so it's it's just it's got to be good, right? Yeah. And you know, even a bad Tarantino movie is like what? What's his? What's his I guess you know when they did the Grindhouse movies, maybe those are like considered his worst movies. <clears throat> I really enjoyed them still. But the the thing the thing about Quentin Tarantino that I've always enjoyed is he he makes he does projects about things that he's passionate about. 
Very true. He doesn't, he does, you know, you don't come to Quentin Tarantino as like, hey, we got a fluff movie. We got a big studio picture. We'd love for you to direct the next Jurassic Park. We'd love, it's like, no, Quentin Tarantino is going to do movies that Quentin Tarantino is interested in. And he has a way of correlating that to a large enough audience. And he's a product of the 70s. So like, you know, there's going to be an extra bit of attention to detail. And he, he takes, he takes really obscure parts. I mean, yeah, I mean, with, with Grindhouse, I mean, that whole, I mean, that's a genre, I mean, you've got a whole genre of filmmaking there yeah. that many people, especially in, in a very, you know, mainstream public way, are not terrifically exposed to, uh, you know, and, and you know, the... Yeah, Michael Parks, like yeah, those kinds the, of characters. Uh, I, mean, yeah. Kung, I mean, he's very invested in kung fu movies. Kind of brought you know. Kurt Russell back yep. from, the, from the depths. Of, you know, um, like he was just not a thing anymore. You know, and I mean, he... He can work, I mean, his dialogue is always really, I mean, it's really well put together. I feel like it's people, it's, you know, almost subject to mockery nowadays. Yeah. Like, oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to go on and on about like some sort of pop culture. You know, they're going to, they're, they're going to stop the movie and have some sort of pop. But I mean, I don't care because I like that. It, 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 that's the, the thing about it. It's like, because. Can I'll just not be cool. Is that fine? Well, and I like his, his stuff. I mean, he has, uh. Uh, was was Reservoir Dogs the first one that he's really responsible for? Yeah. Um, I mean, he'd written some stuff. I'm pretty sure. I know like, he was it. involved with a True Romance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like he. I mean, like Reservoir Dogs was his breakout role yeah. film. You know, for um, sure. and then Pulp Fiction really put him on the map. But like he's he's kept, you know, he's kept at it. Like yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Is like when you think about the, I mean, the kinds of movies that he's done. With as huge of the cast as he has, it's like, you know, it's to to be able to get good, great performances out of a handful of really good actors is impressive. But to manage the cast of a number of notable names with, you know, with with really just biting dialogue, even if it is, you know, if you're going, you know, just really hammering away at some pop culture thing, it's written really well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like he's a very conscientious, thoughtful writer. And I appreciate somebody who puts time and effort into the words they choose for dialogue. I think what people are upset about with Quentin Tarantino is there was like a lot of Quentin Tarantino and like impersonators that yeah. spawned from all of his movies. So they're more sick, I think, with the Tarantino done poorly. Yeah. The more than they are with actually him. But Quentin Tarantino, like when he when he has a new movie, it's an event. You can still count all of his movies like on your, both it, your hands. This is his ninth one. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a big deal. You know, he's going to get great performances. He's going to be passionate about it. I mean, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. So you know, if you're a movie nerd like we are, you just have to automatically kind of get behind yeah. the guy. And uh, you know, even though I'm not exactly 100 percent sure, I know that there's a Charlie Manson character they cast. Yep. So he's going to be floating around in there. But uh, you know, it. I I just I'm so excited about it. My hands are registered as lethal weapons. We get into a fight, I accidentally kill you. I go to jail. Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. What's, oh, that was my fourth, actually. What's your number four? All right, so number four, let's see. All right, so if I'm going, all right, yes. I feel like this one, this may be where we finally hit an overlap. And I think this, with this, this would be the only overlap. Okay. Um, this one comes out on August 9th. Um, no, we're not going to have overlap. Oh, no overlap. No overlap. Wow. This, First time ever, maybe. There, because um, because there are a number of horror movies, scary movies that are coming out 
Um, and I have, because uh, Annabelle's on my uh, honorable mention. Uh, the Dead Don't Die is on my honorable mention. Now, um, I've mentioned wanting to see the movie you're about to say. Uh, scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Guillermo del Toro. He's not directing it. He's producing it. Yeah, but, he's producing it. But um, he's involved, and he's involved in a meaningful capacity. Um, the trailers yeah. that I've seen, because the book back in the late 80s, early 90s. Very popular book. Very popular book. Yeah. Um, uh, very, uh, very meaningful to a, a large generation of people. Um, and some very, I mean, like, especially given when the book came out, the age range that it was geared towards and the subject matter that it was covering was, you know, it was not one of those ones where like PTAs had meetings where like, we got to burn this book. We got to get out of schools. But it was one of those, like, it got attention because it was like, these stories are really, you know, I'll let my kid read it, but I'm still kind of like, these are disturbing stories. The imagery from the trailer <clears throat> that I've seen from this, it's bringing those stories yeah. to friggin' life, dude. I mean, Guillermo is known for his monsters and his his world building, and uh, it's just man, it looks so creepy. The the, the so the just the, the monsters in this, thing, yeah, the, the undead kind of creatures that and, you see, very scary looking. And that was why, because I was I was sitting there and I'm going through this like there are a number of genuinely good horror movies that are coming out. Yeah. And I was like, and I feel like, uh, you know, I, I had to sit there. I was like, which one do I really want to put on my top five? And I was like, you know, Annabelle looked really good. The Dead Don't Die looked really good. Um, one of my other honorable mentions, Child's Play. Um, I'm it's, not it, sure about that it's, one. It's one of those, like, it, it it's it's another big horror movie that's coming out. But I was like, the scary stories to tell in the dark to me just really is i think gonna nail uh, i think you know outside of the it sequel that comes out in september yeah. i i think scary stories to tell in the i'm dark, picking it five times when we get yeah. to that episode it's just it 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 it, it. <laughs> it's the it movie of the year and Ooh, i'm making jokes bam. for a podcast that we Ooh, haven't even done bam. yet sandwiches <laughs> i was right there on that one you were you were on top that of was it. an nba jam tournament edition alley-oop dunk right there that was there's the flashing cameras spinning, boom, and the on fire. That was what that dunk was. Boom shakalaka. Yes. That totally <laughs> was that. Um, yeah. It's, if you haven't seen the trailer, watch it. Yeah. It, uh, watch it during the day. <laughs> it is It is honestly probably, I mean, the um, in, in the Annabelle trailer, when the girl lifts up the blanket, yeah. I was like, oh, are you guys, you guys are doing the grudge. Uh, you guys are doing the grudge thing where, like, when the girl... In the garage, yeah. she comes home, looks under the blanket. That was a great scare. The the lady's face is there. It was to me. It was one of that those, actually like, like that really unnerved me when they <laughs> actually did that. It, that it was, bat face. It the the face is so off putting. Yeah. But it, like the, the timing of it and the way that it was done, it made me laugh. Okay. And it was just because like she lifts up the blanket. They're <gasps> going to bed. <laughs> and it was like this. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. It's like I know what you're doing, right. and it's what I was like. It 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 is shocking. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even it, like it's shocking no matter how. But I was like, it just and so like when the girls left at the blank, it's like, are you guys doing the grudge? You guys are doing the grudge. You looked, it was like, <laughs> but they did it really well. Yeah. But this this trailer um, of all because uh, I, I watch. I mean, we both watch a lot of scary movies. Yeah. This trailer is one of. Um, one of the trailers I've seen in a, in a long time. That it I feel feels like... like a throwback scary movie in some ways, you know, with like the body horror imagery, yeah. like, you know, the Cronenberg stuff, yeah. like the girl, the pretty girl with like the weird, 
like pimple, but with like a hair coming out of it, and you're like twitching, and you're like, oh god. Yeah, there's some. It's some very <laughs> disturbing, very off-putting imagery, and it's just. It, I, I feel like it's one of um, one of the scarier trailers that you've seen in a long time. And I think, like I said, outside of it, part two, I think this may be. I think this may be one of the the. the higher grossing horror movies that we'll see in 2019. I it's hope just... so. I That would be cool if it is. I'm not sure if it will because not many of his movies, I keep saying it's his movie. It's not. It's his movie. It's fine. Yeah, it might as well be his movies. They, they, they don't typically earn a lot of money. But uh, ho- hopefully this is, you know, like they can make more movies like this. If yeah. It is a success. And it, I don't, it can't be that expensive. I mean, no. he's the kind of director that gets a lot, I think, out of the budget that he does have. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably not going to be like some like bloated $200 million budget. It's probably under $100 million, I would imagine. Yeah. And there's not a lot of big stars in it, if any, at all, really. Yeah, I think it's all no names from what I remember. Yeah, so, you know, it it's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking I'm forward very, to I'm it. And it's, looking. yes, it's absolutely one of my honorable mentions. Yes. I'm afraid I'm going to die, Dad. We're next. We're next. All right, moving on number five. Number five. Okay. Um, now, this is a movie that already doesn't have great scores on uh, some of the, I guess people have seen it already uh, on, you know, your, you know, different aggregate sites out there. But I, I've watched the trailer like four or five times, and it makes me laugh so hard every time. Good Boys. Why, why am I drawing a blank on Drawing a blank on Good Boys? Why am I drawing a blank on Good Boys? You've probably seen the... It's not from the movie, but it's like Seth Rogen talking to these like three kids. They're like real uh, foul mouth. And he's yeah. like, and they're doing the whole bit where yeah. he's like, yeah, you could say the thing in the movie, but you're not old enough to watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, wow, that's fucked up. And he's like, I know. <laughs> so like that whole thing kind of set the tone. But, you know, there, there's just like the part where like, because they're like these young kids and it's so it's so stupid. I know. I think they have some drugs with them, or you know. But they're they're like sixth graders. Yeah, I know, right? A Seth Rogen type joint, and I, I, I think it's made by um, who's this? Uh, it's definitely in the Seth Rogen universe. The the thing that they mentioned that worried me was they were like from the makers of Sausage Party, and I was like, no, don't mention Sausage Why Party. Would you want to do that? That's terrible. But no, they said from the people who brought you Superbad, okay. and I was like, mm, ah, Superbad, yeah, one of my yeah. favorite comedies. <laughs> yeah, they ended on and Sausage Party. No, bad. When a child curses, it makes me laugh. Every it's single wonderful. time. It is just the best. It's rainbows. And these look like some, you know, they, they look like genuinely young kids. And, you know, if, if it's anywhere near as funny as, as Superbad, and, you know, you get like a Michael Sarah or, a, you know, Jonah Hill, like, emerges from that maybe. I don't know. But, you know, they were, like, walking along, and <laughs> the guy just, like, yells over. He's like, what is it that he says? Like, you know, hey, Stranger Things, go fuck yourself or something like this. Lines like that, I can't help but giggle because it's just so inappropriate that this, you know, college-aged guy is just screaming that at these children. And But, you know, they give it as, just as well as they take it. Yep. And, you know, it, it, it's perfect. It's, it's like a Seth Rogen comedy in August. 
They haven't failed me many times. Sausage Party, I think, was the big setback. Yeah. But movies like The Interview and, you know, like those, I just adore those types of comedies. Green you know, Horn. Late Summer. Green Hornet. No, no. Green Seth Hornet. That was not a comedy, although it was pretty laughably stupid. Uh, but yeah, you know, what? Can, it's just young, it's little children cursing. And, you know, they have, they're, they're you know, it's a, probably some sort of coming of age tale. You know, middle school, like, I have all kinds of funny, like, memories of me and my friends acting stupid. You know, like, kids talk like that in middle school. You like, don't see that in many movies, but they do talk like that. Maybe not to the schoolers. degree of these kids, but, you know, good boys. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. Hey, Stranger Things, go fuck yourself! I think I know what your last movie is going to be. But you go right ahead. Because <laughs> you sort of teased it before, I think. Um, this this is this is a movie that got pushed back. Yep. Um, because I had this on a, on our first list. Yep. And then they pushed it back. So I was like, all right, fine, fine. You want to push it back? I'm I'll, gonna pick it. I'll just push it to my next list because Hollywood <laughs> bases their release dates around this podcast. I bet you didn't know that. We're tastemakers and and pacemakers. Exactly. Like for your heart, yeah. <laughs> we we touch your heart. Tell them the name of the movie. Very Adam. Way. The Informer. Mm. Joel Kinnaman. I love Joel Kinnaman. You're a I big just, fan. I'm a big fan. And, and Joel Kinnaman does not. I mean, uh, I ha, I need to watch the uh, series on on uh, Amazon Prime that just came out. Hannah. He is in that. Oh, he's in that. He is in that. I, I actually dug that <clears throat> movie from a couple of years ago. Yes. I know people are like they're making a show out of that. Like, it was why it was, not? That was a cool. It, it was, was a dope a, it was movie. A really man. good movie. Yeah. It was a really entertaining movie. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, he was also in Carbon... Uh, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon, the show on Netflix. Really good. Yep. RoboCop. He was. I, I loved the new RoboCop. I wish they would have made a sequel to it because I really enjoyed him as RoboCop. I know it didn't do it's, as anywhere near as well as Was it the PG-13? They, no. Was it not? I don't know. Um, it just really kind of wasn't as good a story. It, yeah, it, it, it fell a little flat. I think they were, you know, with that, they were trying to you know, capture a larger audience than what you can get with an R rating. But yeah. I think the R rating and the, I think if they'd played it differently, I think it, it would have turned out better for him. Um, he played the Colonel Flag, I think, from uh, Suicide Rick Flag, Squad. Rick yeah. Flag, yep. Rick that, was, Flag. that was the best uh, character in Suicide Squad. <laughs> best part is that you Probably the only it. one I really tolerated. Um, I like him. He's... I, I dig him. I, I'm trying to think of a guy he reminds me of from the past, and I'm having trouble. It's like a Dolph Lundgren, but he actually can speak English. Yeah, he's, understand he's, got, he's got an edge because he is Scandinavian. So you got that okay. overlap there with Dolph Lundgren. But he's, he's, got, he's got an edge to him um, where he's, he's tough. Um, you, you could buy him as a guy that's, you know, that's going to do some, some physical damage in something. Um, and it's like a throwback of movies where it's like good action movies that are like John John Claude Van Damme yeah. level. Like he can do something really cool, yep. turn to the screen and say something like a quippy thing. Yeah, and I, you love it for that. Yeah, yeah. and I, that's uh, with this. As I, I, I don't I don't feel like the story is going to be terribly unique, but I feel like he is going to. I'm I'm hoping what my hope is is that he shines well enough in this that it it allows him to keep being. He's been at the front and center. I mean, run all night, um, which has um, Liam Neeson and Ed Harris 
um, some big names in it. And he oh was, yeah, I remember that. He was, he was in that. He was in that. Okay. Um, and so he was. He's been in front and center in a number of things. I just. That's I, I'm, a pretty good. Movie. I'm always hoping for him to just somebody to take more a little bit more note. I mean, he's been in more and more things. So I, I'm I'm hoping that his his stardom is on the rise. I was very disappointed to learn that he won't be involved in the next season of Ultimate. Yeah, Rising. he's he's not in that one. So I really was, dug his character. Yeah, in, he was really phenomenal in that, and it just. I think there's more. I mean, I, that's why I was encouraged to see him in the Hannah show. Um, Amazon Prime doesn't have a whole lot of shows, so to you know, to put him as one of the anchor characters in something they were really pushing, I was like, okay, this is good. Um, so <clears throat> I was Amazon Prime's kind of like the Showtime to HBO, you yes. know, like there's good shows to be had. Yeah, but they're just they don't have that. They they actually. get they get eclipsed, which is unfortunate um, because they they've really upped their production value a lot. Um, but uh, but yeah, they just they don't have the market share that. Netflix has to, to and get they're about to get there. pushed down even further. Yeah, with, once Disney, you know, Plus Disney Plus comes out, I don't know. Um, yeah, and it, so, yeah. so yeah, the plot yeah. is what again? Um, he he's an informer for the FBI. Um, he uh, <gasps> just like the hence, title. hence the title. <laughs> I love when that happens. Oh, it's so right? good. Oh, he said the title. Are you Richard Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, gotta get that Peter he, Griffin in. Oh, the Peter Griffin. Gotta yes. love it. Um, Clive Owen. Um, and Where the I'm, hell has he been, uh, man? He's he's in. I'm trying to think who the who's the. Uh, I've drawn a blank on the female now. Who was kind of like the hand? Uh, it's uh, uh, Rosamund Pike. Um, oh, Rosamund oh, Pike. God, she, cre- she she plays a nice crazy person. Yeah, is she crazy in this movie? She is. She's the handler. Um, okay. She's the FBI handler for this informant. Um, things go south, and the FBI like they make some promises to the guy. He goes back on the ends. He he goes back to jail. He's That's on, an interesting cast. Yeah, he's he's on parole. Sorry um, about my watch, there, guys. It's it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. Okay. You just put it. Put another sound effect there. Put a crazy sound effect. Excellent. There we go. <laughs> I'm right. gonna wear that rad dad's out. Totally There's fine. no rad dads even in this episode. Well, actually. Sorry, go ahead. Maybe, maybe there will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's an informant for the FBI. Um, to, Those are always entertaining. Yeah, it, it creates a lot of tension because yeah. it's somebody being duplicitous. That you're, oh, what happens if they get caught? Yes, um, it's been done a lot. It's it's not a terribly unique storyline, but um, I like the players that are involved: Clive yeah. Owen, Rosamund Pike. Oh, it's like my Joel like Kuma. Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. Like, it's like I like the ingredients. Um, it. I, you know, you're gonna. I'm gonna get immersed in this like little world for a couple hours, and that's all I really want. So yeah, I've I've been excited. I was excited when it was gonna come out in March. I'm still excited when it's coming out in August. What if they push it back to the fall? If they, like, if they push, all of a sudden, if they push it further, I'm gonna start making phone calls. I want out. We go along with the general's plan. Evidence of fentanyl being methodically distributed inside a state prison buries the general for good. And if that happens, you're a free man. Maybe I'll start a postcard campaign. No one, <laughs> nobody no one, ever does those. No one yeah. sends postcards anymore. Like, yeah. hey, dear Hollywood, what's the deal with that Joel Kinnaman movie? Wish you were here. Love, Adam. He wouldn't like to see that. Sure, he would. I could write a Jim Gaffigan postcard. This city's got big buildings. I like food. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the informer. All right. That's let's fine. do honorable mentions. Honorable um, mentions. So for me. I've got two honorable mentions that haven't already been mentioned. Okay. Uh, the first is I, I have 
Men in Black International. That's um, my... Chris Hemsworth. I love the guy. He he's shown that he can be really humorous and funny in in these movies. Yep. And I like the girl who uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. I enjoy her. So you know, if they're going to reboot this franchise, and you got your Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson. in it, um, I and... I kind of dug the trailer. I wouldn't have thought a movie without Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones would interest me. But you know they're doing the, probably the right thing. Uh, if they want to continue to make that, you know, Men in Black money, like, just two people that are pretty good hands. I'm glad they abandoned the idea of making a Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover. Oh yeah, because that just never made any sense to me. Yeah, like, I what? know. Yeah, why? You do you not like these franchises? You apparently, you just want to kill both of them. Yeah, you said once. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was this was a good choice. Yeah. So I'm interested in that, and the other movie I'm interested in is a. Uh, movie called I think it's called Midsummer. Oh, the one of the Beatles. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. I, I think so. Yeah. So oh, it's from yeah. the director of Hereditary, and you know that movie was just wonderfully that was bizarre. A, that was a really really good movie. I I like a good mind screw movie, you know, and that is one. Where, where Darren Aronofsky used to be like that Aronofsky. Ar- Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah, he used to be that guy for me, but he just. I'm done with that dude. Uh, this guy might be the new guy, and you know it just it it doesn't tell you much in the in the trailer. You know I feel like there's going to be some sort of because the in in Hereditary there really was like an out of nowhere turn. You know like when that moment happened when like the girl or girl gets her head like taken. That off. was yeah. That shocked me. That was that. Was and then pretty... and then like the ensuing five minutes where the kid just. He like pulls into the driveway. He drives home. <laughs> he just drives and home. And then goes inside <laughs> goes and goes to bed. And what happens the next morning? <sighs> Mom comes out to use the car and finds her decapitated <laughs> teenage daughter in the back seat. He's like, oh, I knew I forgot oh, to shit. take I something. I thought out. I forgot milk, but no, it was my oh, sister's head. It was the decapitated <laughs> And I love that like quick like cut, like hard cut of like the maggot infested head. Yes. Show, so I I'm that movie was very interesting to me. I I kind of want to see what he does with this second movie. So there was some there was some super creepy part. Like there was a lot of stuff yes. that was I mean it was kind of easy to call, but like there was some genuine. Like I rewatched it recently. I and yeah. um when at the the very beginning of the movie when creepy stuff just first starts to happen mm-hmm. and uh, uh what's her face um, she's in her little studio where she makes all the miniatures. And she's turning the lights yeah. out, and there's just a shadow. Oh, why over am the I corner. blinking on that actress's name? Um, it's just great in horror movies. Yeah, she uh, Judith Judith uh, uh, Judy Greer, maybe or something like um, that. Uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Way You're close. And yeah, white broad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Caucasian woman. There was. Ca- she's one of those great Caucasian women. They all look alike, man. I don't even know. <laughs> White broad Tony Collette. <laughs> I turned today like Andrew Dice Clay there for like a second. Yeah, yeah, there's this white broad in the flick. You're gonna love it. She does all these things. Ah, you go watch it. No, but she's she was awesome in that movie. And she, I think she did a great 
she sold that movie really well. <laughs> she was very emotional, very intense. There, yeah. but there's like she turns she turns off the light because she's leaving her little studio, and she looks over the in the in the shadows. And you really got to be like it worked very well in the theater. But I was watching it at home, and I had to rewind it to catch it. But like she sees like the the outline of what she thinks is her mom, and it's really. It really genuinely creepy. Yeah. So it's like that. Uh, the, uh, having that guy at the helm. This is not the movie about the Beatles. That's yesterday. I was thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, else. yeah. Yesterday. Well, um, oh, or was that Lucy in the Sky? Um, there, I don't know. There's, the hell. there's a couple out. of different Beatle related. Yeah. Things. There's one that's coming out called uh, Yesterday that has something to do with the Beatles. Um, is there a Beatles song in this trailer though? I don't know. There might anyway, be. Maybe. Huh? Yes. Okay. It's, uh, it's what's a Beatles song? Help. I don't yes. know. <laughs> It's that one. It's that song. Louie, Louie. And that's, no, that's it. That's, that's definitely it. a Beatles song. Yep. Uh, yeah, those, there's creepy moments. I actually love the part where there's there's kind of a wide shot. There's this, like, wide of bloated, man. There's, like, this wide shot of, you know, the treehouse or whatever, and you see, like, the girl just sort of ascend up yeah. very unnaturally into the, oh, my God, like, that part, too, just creeps me out. And in the, the scene, too, where you see her walking, like, along the along, walls yeah. or whatever, it's a very eerie scene. When you started talking, I remember the scene at the funeral and the guy that smiles, super creepy. Oh, my God. And then he shows up later in the movie, just hanging out, and he's totally <laughs> naked, totally naked, creepy, smiling guy. Yes, that guy was awesome. Yeah, in the very end upstairs. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, what the hell? I remember, yeah, that was a definite WTF like, moment. What? Why is he there? Okay, I knew when he looked directly at the camera and smiled super creepy. He's going to be back. Like, there's something that has, I was not anticipating that he would be fully nude, <laughs> again, smiling super creepy. I was like, oh, I did not need That's that. That's his thing, for sure. I was like, That's the super creepy smiling I Probably guy. credited that way in the I movie. I hope so. Super creepy smiling. So it, we should definitely go see that movie again yes, yes. and, and just, just take it in. Yep. So yeah, uh, what were some of your uh, uh, so honorable mentions honorable that mentions. I didn't already mention? <clears throat> um, let's see here. So... Um, I, I really I really thought because I know you've talked it up a couple times. I thought Toy Story four would make your list. Um, yeah, it, it seemed like an obvious choice. I I why bother putting Toy yeah. Story four? And I think it's going to be like I personally like we can have this talk. I I personally think it'll not do in game money, but it's going to be it'll also huge. I think it'll be one of those like billion dollar movies. As End Game is coming down, Disney will swoop back up with Toy Story four and like oh yeah, we're going to make a. A lot more money. We still get all the monies. Yay! All <laughs> of the money is ours. Yeah, I know that you've said, like, I don't know if it's going to be as successful as you think because three kind of wrapped up nice, I nicely. I worry about the story. That's the only thing that I worry about is it, it feels like there's an element to it that feels like when in Toy Story 2, when Woody is, you know, he feels appreciated by somebody else. Like, oh, there's this allure that the Bo Peep. Well, yeah, because like, oh, it's Bo Peep. This yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. you could be in this world where you make all these kids happy. Um, so I, I, I hear you. I just have total faith that this. I, I know be good. they'll do well. I think that just from what they've shown me thus far is like I ended on three with such a great emotional conclusion to the story. It really was good. I yeah. didn't need a four. I, I think they're gonna end 
it's going to be emotional. Also. Yeah, I, the, I know they'll do that, and yeah. it's like, ah, but you did so well with three. Yeah, it's it's I, I don't mind. It I, could be that fourth movie that's unnecessary. Sometimes it, it fourth be, movies wait they wear out their welcome. But it's uh, Toy Story is just such a reliable be. franchise that I know. I know I know it'll be good. I just it was when I was like, ah, I didn't need it. I liked when yeah. we just had three. I'm all in for another Toy Story movie. I'll know. take the kids. I know they'll like it. Oh, yeah. They're already looking forward to it. Um, I would say probably the two on my list, because uh, I had Men in Black, the two on my list that are probably most kind of out of the uh, out of the um, the mainstream, Artemis Fowler. Aladdin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, not at all. No, that's going to be a steaming pile of monkey shit that I don't care a lot at all. Uh, we're going to go see it at the drive-in. Uh, Seems like a good drive-in movie. If I was forced to go, to, like if you clockwork orange me and took me to a theater Strapped me in, opened my eyes, and made me watch the movie. You would just kill yourself. I would, somehow. I would, through sheer tyranny of will, <laughs> internally murder myself. <laughs> I would stop my you own heart, would burst into flames. Yeah, I would find a way. I was yeah. like, no, I will will myself into immediate death. Um, Artemis Fowl. Just it's it's based. That's on a, a Disney movie. It's right? a Disney one. Yeah. It's based on a book series. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I saw the but, I saw the poster was not uh, was not um, inspired to click on the trailer. For I, I've I've seen I've seen the trailer, um, it, and it's one of those. I think it's a it's a gamble. Uh, it's one of those like it could be really good, or it could just flop. There's nothing about it that, to me that says like it's going to be. Oh, you got to come see this movie. But it's one of those like it feels what I appreciate, and I don't know the story at all. Like I said, I mean, there's they give yeah. you some like it's a kid. He's like a he's like a, a spy or something like that. But there's like magic to it. It's it looked like okay, this is either really going to work or it's just going to crash and burn. There's a reason why Disney bought Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar because this is the kind of movie that they've been putting out in recent years. Like they just don't have a great track record yeah. with movies that aren't Marvel. Yeah, Pixar, just a straight Disney movie. Yeah, like like adapted from a book yeah. or something like they just I don't. Know. <clears throat> anyway, so that that one didn't mean to yuck your yum. No, it's 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 one. It was definitely an honorable mention just because I'm like I'm curious about it, but I, I there's nothing right now that gives me any cause to have any you know huge amount of faith in it. Yeah. Um, the other one, Twenty One Bridges, uh, it's got Chadwick Boseman, uh, Joe. Wakanda. And, Joe and uh, Joe and Anthony Russo are, I think they're producers on it. I don't think oh, they directed wow. it, but okay. they're involved. Um, and it it looks interesting. Uh, I'll be curious because this one was, I mean, Chadwick Boseman has played other stuff, um, but he, I mean, he obviously is probably he was Jackie player. Robinson, right? Yeah, he was Jackie Robinson. Um, he was uh, Clarence Thomas, I think, wasn't it? Was it Clarence Thomas? It was, it was I think it was the disgraced Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Or no, maybe it was about a different Supreme Court justice. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking Supreme Court justice isn't that was the first one that popped in my head. Um that he would it, be right to play. It, it was probably it's probably a different one. <laughs> now I gotta look it up because now I feel really wrong in that. But was he also James Brown? Yes, he was. Yes, yeah, he was. I, I thought he was excellent in that actually. He's, I, I was not I didn't mean the, the 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 Jackie Robinson movie was a little disappointing for me personally. Um, but yeah, the, the James Brown movie, on the other hand, like I really wasn't expecting to be any good. Yes. Marshall. Thurgood Marshall. Oh, Thurgood Marshall. Th- there we go. Not Clarence Thomas at all. Uh, totally different story. <laughs> totally very different, different. Story. Yeah. Very good. Different. Okay. It's all right. Because there's like anybody that's still watching. Dude, I lost him probably on the Hobbs and Shaw comment. That he may have. The white broad for sure. Oh yeah. Like just everyone else that was left. At this point. I'm talking to us in the future. 
when you and I are the only ones still listening yeah. slash watching. Right. Um, sorry, me and future Ron. Uh, We're having was, a Bill and Ted bogus journey moment yeah. right now, I feel like. Yes. Um, One day when we're huge and we're like 200 episodes in and people are like, oh my God, I love I love their podcast. I'm going to go back and like listen to their early stuff. Don't listen don't to the early do stuff. do it. No. Don't. <laughs> we get better. <laughs> I'm, but I'm warning you in the past. How that do doesn't I... really make sense. Oh, this Shit. is bad. Shit. The, o- the only other one I had on my list, and they don't have a trailer for it, is Angel Has Fallen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, is that like the third movie? In it's the, the third movie, with, and it was like Olympus has fallen, and then London has fallen. Hey, London has fallen, and I'm like, this, and these are movies that come out in June, July, or August, yeah. and it's now May, and there's no trailer for Angel, has or fallen. even a poster. I don't. Yeah, think. I'm yeah. just like, there's not anything. And but then, it's got Morgan Freeman in it, Aaron and, Eckhart, and Gerald Butler, right? Gerard Butler, Gerard Butler. So you know, if you like those other two movies, I, and I did. I, I, I didn't see London Has Fallen, but... London Has Fallen... I'm not against it or anything. <laughs> London Has Fallen, uh, I enjoyed because they went from a PG-13 to an R, and in the R, there was the violence was a little bit more gratuitous. Right and on, Ger- man. Gerard Butler had a number of he great... 300 one- some people. He had some great one-liners, some great <laughs> yeah. action one-liners that I really enjoyed, so... But yeah, that closes out... All of my honorable mentions. So those are our movies that we're looking forward Bunch to. Bunch of movies with white broads in them. <laughs> Let's move on to this. Excellent! Yes! That's like three times in this episode. Yes. Wearing it out. Okay. Right. So this is, of course, Rad Dads. Rad and, Dads. Uh, I, I really enjoy this segment a lot. And so, okay. So there's tons of movies I could have went with. I'm going to go ahead and pick the movie that you, for some reason, don't even like or care about. Because you're weird. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Oh, I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be Henry Thomas in it. Oh. I hate Henry Thomas. I hear you. I but Drew movie. Barrymore is delightful. Even if Henry Thomas wasn't in that, I think I still would not like that movie. I and like I, the brother. Like, I, I really dig the relationship between like the two, the bro- the two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> They're just two brothers. And they have a strong bond. And then things get kicked into 12th, 12th gear. gear. No, but I that movie feels I just I mean I love ET. I remember seeing it as a kid in theaters, watched it a ton of times, and uh, I I'm looking forward to sharing that with my kids. I would so, have liked to see the sequel that they had planned. That would be interesting. It was way more violent. The aliens were going to come back. Was that with Sigourney Weaver? This no, there's there was legitimately an ET two planned. Oh my god, that was going to be thank way god darker. they didn't do that. Yeah, way darker. <laughs> That one I would have watched. If he would have come back and killed Henry Thomas, oh, I'd have watched that all day long. <laughs> like a Terminator situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But yeah, E.T., I mean, you know, you guys have seen it. We've all seen it. Now my kids are going to see it. What's your Rad Dad's pick? Uh, I am going, and I, I, I inadvertently teased it earlier um, mm. when I brought up Coach Gordon Bombay. <gasps> We're watching The Mighty Ducks. Which one? The first one. All right. The original. I am kind of, I, I love that. Do you own that? Oh, yeah. I don't own that. Yep. I didn't need to. There's got to be like some sort of Blu-ray pack that's got them all. No? Not yet. That's insane. just on DVD. That's insane. What? That's wrong. They're not even out on Blu-ray or even 4K? Nope. That is wrong. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I can't believe that. Those are beloved movies, man. Yeah. Especially the first two. Coach Gordon Bond. They they really, uh, it it always kind of upset me because the first one, you've got the local hockey team. Yeah. And they triumph over. Oh, it's total bad news bears, yeah, man. Exactly. You you've got the you got the superior team. You got the bad news bears, and they end up triumphing. Yay! Go for misfits. 
Then you have the second one. <laughs> and it's a like, win! Yes! Kids that don't normally get picked for things get picked for things and then they do well. Which would be a, a really great title for a movie. I'm gonna write I'm gonna write that movie. I mean it's kids but that, it's hey kids. kids you're not you're not actually gonna do well. You're not actually gonna get picked, picked for things. things if you suck at sports. Yeah. That's really what we're talking um, about here. Well, I mean, you know, anyway. Second one, they're like, you know what we're gonna do? You guys are gonna compete in the junior goodwill games. Against, against the world. Hockey teams from the rest of the world, like Jamaica. Yeah, because they have a strong hockey team. What? Why does Jamaica have a junior Goodwill Games hockey team? I don't know. Um, but Iceland is obviously they're the they're the the foes. Mm. Ah, Iceland. Uh, God, you know, I that, hated Icelandians. Ah, uh, <laughs> just such a, you know, yeah, Reykjavik. No, were the Russians not available? Uh, apparently not. We okay. went to Iceland. Even the um, Canadians, I would take. They're too sorry, um, but um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that, eh? Um, but so you have them triumphing in the Junior Goodwill Games against Iceland, like internationally. These guys are great. Then the third one, are like, we're going to send you guys to a private school, and oh no, there's a varsity team here. Like, huh? But we beat. Iceland in the Junior Goodwill yeah. Games against other teams around the world. Somebody didn't see the second Mighty like, Ducks movie, I guess. So you want us to play a varsity team and you want us to be uh, scared by that? Yeah. But and, there's no Gordon Bombay. Okay, yeah. There's got like a little if bit. There's of, no Gordon Bombay. Who cares? Like, Which is probably why I didn't see the third one. It's, I mean, it's really not. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably fine for a kid. But it's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's just okay. It's just okay. When it's you're hungry ducks. for when you're hungry for another Mighty Ducks, you know, you're like ah, and then you're like, oh. you can't have a sandwich, but you're still hungry for some Mighty Ducks. Yeah, you're like, oh, did they put Henry Thomas in them? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people didn't. See it. All right, man. So that will lead off with yes. uh, the next episode with Rat Dads and uh, oh oh. We're gonna lead off with Rad Dads next week, and uh, I'm, you know, we'll go from there. We'll, it's gonna be a surprise what the, the main event will be next time. Who knows? We don't even know, actually. Who knows? We don't, not us. Mitch, if you're out there and you have any ideas for an episode, just send us a postcard. Send us a postcard. Send us a postcard. Your beautiful calligraphy. Calligraphy. Right? We know how enchanting it is. 